MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Got this email, and uh, this is from Jennifer Lewis. She says, hey, my daughter and friend will be at the eggs with Peg this year for the first time, oh. and they're turning 25 this year as well. Phenomenal. Uh, which exactly is what we're looking for. Just in line with the uh, President Steve 25th anniversary. By the way... I have. Uh, oh no! It's. I thought I had it on the back of my uh, uh, of my chair. Oh, the shirt. The new shirt. The great Greg Monahan, our uh, genius graphics guy. The Grin and Greg, the graphics guy, has created the Preston and Steve 25th anniversary shirt, of which we are going to give away hundreds of. Yes. Tomorrow morning at Keenan. So for those of you who are streaming right now on YouTube, I'm going to hold this up to the camera. And uh, and let you take a peek, and you'll be able to check this out uh, online as well. But I absolutely <laughs> yes. love this shirt. Me too. It's fantastic. Oh man, because we had um, you know Marissa's really really on top of all this, and we were going through uh, other potential designs, and we were about to pull the trigger on one design, and Greg woke up in the middle of the night. Had this idea, wrote it down on a piece of paper, and then uh, worked with Marissa on getting this thing together. And, and every single one of us, when we first saw it, yes, that's it. Yep. That's absolutely yep. it. Yep. The original shirt was uh, the picture of Mussolini's corpse. Mm-hmm. And then we said, why are we doing that? Hanging upside down? Yeah, yeah it's it makes not, no sense. It doesn't look good. So uh, we're going to give away hundreds of those tomorrow yeah. morning. Yes. So we're looking forward to doing that. Uh, by the way, back to uh, Jennifer's daughter. She's. It says she's a new elementary school teacher, and this is her very first uh, PTO day. And she is a regular at Keenan's and the Inlet since she has spent the last three summers staying at our house in Wildwood and working on the beach at uh, Surftopia, hmm. uh, which is in the com- in front of the convention center, uh, flipping burgers on the beach. Anyway, her name is Valerie, and uh, give her and her friend Aaron a shard out if you would that. please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so here's a shard out for. Uh, everybody who's actually going to be there. So I was out shopping last night to uh, uh, looking for things to for for tomorrow morning, and I ran into like a girl I haven't seen in years. The girl Chrissy who lived across the street from me. She's coming tomorrow for the first time ever, and, and like she grew up across the street from me. She's like, "Oh my god, I'm going to see you on Friday." See, it's yes. a coming together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the um, reawakening. We're coming out of the winter doldrums into life again at the. The summer and it, 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 the shore, just in the city, whatever, it doesn't matter. You Dude, can feel it. Walking out of the my house this morning, just to get like, like I was like, this is beautiful weather. I, yeah. I love this temperature. I love this. Like the, it was, there, there was a crispness in the air, <gasps> and I'm like, man, we're gonna be at the beach tomorrow. And you like you smell the beach air for the first time. And Nick, the, there was season. a woman, I love it. Walking by the house, walking her dogs. I gave her a big bear hug. She called the police. Right? Oh, yeah. No, but, you know, you were coming from the, yeah, a, a place, place of goodness, exactly. But I understand. By the way, Wildwood and Ocean City are bringing back their shuttle services uh, this weekend. Oh, so the Jitney? I, uh, yeah, the Jitney in Ocean City. Uh, so the Wildwood Island uh, Shuttle Service is what that's officially titled. Uh, debuted last year to increase accessibility to the boardwalk, uh, amusement piers, and entertainment district. And it returned a uh, district. I'm sorry, not district. <laughs> Uh, district it returns. It's my district tomorrow with a schedule that will expand during the course of the summer. So the shuttles run the length of the island. They start at Rochester and Atlantic uh, Avenues in Diamond Beach, and then it will travel north 
on Ocean Avenue in Wildwood Crest and Wildwood to 26th Street and then continue along Surf Avenue along the Old New Jersey Avenue Entertainment District in North Wildwood. That's where Keenan's is, Old New Jersey Avenue, I believe. Mm-hmm. So get um, out there. So between uh, tomorrow and June 25th, the shuttle service is available Fridays and Saturdays from 5 to 2 a.m., 5 p.m. to 2 a.m., and on Sundays, 5 to midnight, and then from June 26th through September 3rd, it's seven days a week. Uh, and one-way shuttle rides cost $3 per person. That's nothing. Children under four ride for free. The shuttles have the Wildwoods logo prominently on their sides. Now, here's what you do. And I was curious, like, where the bus stops are? Yeah. No, you just flag it down. Yeah. Uh, riders flag down, uh, flag down jitneys anywhere along their routes. Uh, they stop for pickups. Each shuttle has a motorized lift for wheelchairs as well. And, in fact, they have the Jitney Surfer app, which is available from Google Play or the Apple App Store. And includes a map of shuttle routes and real-time locations of each shuttle. You know, it blows my mind when they, I see people with uh, bicycles. I never I never put two and two together there. That thing on the front of the bus is a bike rack. Right. Yeah. 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 You can throw your bike on the yeah. front. And so, uh, but, they, but I love the fact that they have the real-time um, locations. Right. So you can see how far away. And, you, you know, so you can walk and then wait for the bus to kind of come up near you. Get that app and the shark app that Kathy has and you're set for the summer. <laughs> Seriously. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and you can also use the app to prepay for the shuttles. Uh, drivers also will expect cash from rider or will accept cash from riders um, with exact change preferred. So if you're headed down this weekend and you don't want to be, you know, driving around, yeah. uh, if you happen to be, uh, you know, imbibing uh, between 5 p.m. and uh, 2 a.m., you can jump on these shuttles. They're only three bucks and they'll get you where you're going. That's a great nice. idea. Yeah, it's excellent. Ocean City's Jitneys. Uh, they will. Uh, they run a continuous loop from 55th Street to Battersea Road, and they are. Let me see. What is the jet derivation of Jitney? Because it sounds sexual. It what, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so they're returned. Uh, the Jitney. The Ocean City uh, Jitney's return uh, Memorial Day weekend this weekend, 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. on all four nights before pausing until late June. And then from uh, the 23rd to September 4th, it runs every day between 5 p.m. and 11 p.m. So I never knew this, um, but Steve, a quick search says that the, the word jitney used to mean uh, it was a, a word that you could use to substitute for nickel. Oh. And a bus ride used to cost a nickel. nickel. Oh. And so uh, you would hop on this bus and it, you all, it would only cost you a jitney. And that's where the name came from. I've never heard of that associated wow. with a coin before, but no. that's what it was. No, it was never. Cents. Yeah. Well, I knew that uh, Jake Jail is a dollar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why. I never knew why two bits was a quarter. Yeah, what the hell's that? Yeah. You know? Stupid. Yeah. It doesn't make any Mankind sense. Mankind has been stupid. Yeah, so is, does that mean... Uh, Twelve and a half cents yeah. for, for one bit? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But... Yeah, the, 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 the random nature of currency, mm. we need to put a stop to it. Yeah. Please. Immediately. Uh, but anyhow, the shuttle start right uh, start up this weekend, and that is a great option for you. And uh, yeah, you're just full of uh, yeah. stuff you might find in a junk drawer. Yeah, I am, aren't I? Well, I have, right? I have another beach thing here, real uh, quick. Oh, though. so okay. are we? Oh man, the beach comer. You should Not, do a little lot too, see what's going on. This is actually junk drawers as well, but... The, the drawers just full of sand. I figured since we are, we're ahead of the beach, and since we will be doing a seagull screeching contest at Keenan's... Which I understand we have some solid competitors for. We have, we have some volunteers, yeah. yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how good they are. Uh, but new research has revealed why seagulls steal our food at the beach. Hunger? Um, no, it's, it's a little bit... Well, I mean, yeah, they're hungry, but there's... <laughs> It goes a little bit further. I mean, I'm not a scientist or anything. 
Is that a person or That's an actual that seagull? That is a human being. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's good. That's pretty I solid. If that person would go out to the beach, any one of our competitors tomorrow would to go out to the beach, would a seagull go, yeah, yeah I hear you. Right, <laughs> right. And I'm curious what that, if, if that sound, is that a warning, like get away, or is that a call, get away from me, <laughs> get away from me, or is that I'll a, take you out back, or is that a call, uh, get away from me, Imagine get away from me, get away from of me, Eagles, get away from they me, they were flying Frank Rizzo's, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome, <laughs> oh, Rizzo, my sandwich, just pick get it away up, from me, crumbs and bums get all over the place, get away from me, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Francisca Feast from the University of Sussex and her colleagues studied the behavior of the birds at Brighton Beach in 2021 and 2022, presenting blue and green packets of chips to groups of seagulls. All right. And researchers conducted an experiment sitting on the ground about five meters away, either watching the birds or eating from one of the packets. They found that 48% of the birds approached the packets when the person was eating compared with 19%. When they weren't. And the study suggests that it is likely that seagulls steal our food because they are influenced by human behavior. Mm-hmm. So they said the skills we identified, those that allow them to learn from uh, another species through observations, must come from more general purpose intelligence rather than an innate ability. So the, the, basically the seagulls are putting two and two together, realizing that we're eating when we're doing that. Exactly. And that's it. And that's why they find it interesting. Right. Like they would, they, they're more often to go to food when humans are there actively eating them you as opposed to just setting it right. out. They see what appears to... Well, that, that actually shows a level of, an, of uh, yeah. intelligence. Uh, gulls seem to have realized that we are great information sources when it comes to finding food. However, uh, the kind of processed food humans eat is relatively new addition to the uh, wild animals' diets, and it's unclear whether it's actually beneficial for them, which is a concern when the species is declining. It, can, it can only be good for them. Right. <laughs> a bag full of Funyuns, I guarantee that <laughs> That's going to do a seagull right. A study conducted by the University of Bristol revealed that uh, seagulls' foraging patterns closely match the timing of school breaks and the opening and closing times of the trash centers. Have you ever seen an amazing thing to see is when a fishing boat goes in, or Kathy, you see it all the time in Montauk, where they're coming in and the seagulls. just to send. You can see it when they're out. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, if, if you're sitting like on the sound and some of them, you could, they're, I mean, you can see the seagulls above these giant ships. It's crazy. Uh, so the study suggests the seagulls have the behavior of flexibility to adapt their foraging behavior to human time schedules. Okay. Um, Do they suggest that the seagulls know how the jitney system works? No, but they did find that seagulls are less likely to steal food when they know that they are being watched. Ah, so if they know that you're looking at them, they're less likely to eat. I see you. Uh, the research. Yeah. You want a piece of this? Yeah, stop Come looking on. at me. Come on, you bastard. I wonder then, all right, what would serve as an effective scarecrow type configuration? I want to fight you. <laughs> would it be a fake Frank Rizzo with yeah. a head on a pivot? Maybe. Uh, I want to fight you. I, I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I can't think of anything because they don't. I mean, you know, the beach is mobbed with people. Yeah. Mobbed? And, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they... Yeah! They, it doesn't bother them at all. They're, in fact, that's why they're there. Because well, they, they know that the that we as humans are feeding. Like we were just watching footage of a girl eating a, a pickle and the seagull flies over her head and grabs it out of her mouth. Wow. So that's brazen, certainly. But again, that seagull was not seeing the eyes... The girl was not watching the seagull. I wonder how uh, many times oh, yeah. 
the perception of actual eyes on you would deter a seagull from... Watch this. We're watching the video. Wow. That's yeah, pretty brazen, They right? always come from behind. Yeah, yeah. So, th- which would suggest that were they to see you seeing them, yeah. that might serve as a deterrent. Yeah, it says, despite having a reputation for being bold and menacing, most gulls were too afraid to peck at food if a human was near. Pussies. And out of 74 birds, only to- uh, 27 took a uh, chip. Interesting. What was what was the biggest food item you've ever had grabbed by a seagull? Oh man! So uh, and it wasn't in my hand, but my buddy Stephen Height. We went uh, for my fortieth birthday. We went to play Pebble Beach ah. golf course. Yeah, and so you play. They have a couple of courses there. It was a course the day before we played called Spanish Bay, and I'd gotten a sandwich, like a full like ham and cheese sandwich, and I had it in the cart. And um, we were pulling up to the green to putt, so I set the sandwich down. I mean, like, I'd only had, like, two bites out of this thing. <laughs> Full sandwich. Send a Walk bastard. away, walk to the green, and we're walking back. It's gone. The, the entire sandwich is gone. And I see a seagull with a bun in its mouth. And I'm like, you've got uh-huh. to be kidding me. I'll <laughs> yep. kill you. So they knew. They, they, they knew that humans come through. Yep. It was after the turn, Casey. They yep. knew that's where the food is popping up in the in the cart. Bastards. And they stole it from me. And full, it was a full, full burger. Yeah. Full, full burger, burger for out you. Out of my hand. Wow. Full burger out of out my of hand. Out of your hand? Yeah. So, again, from behind, I was just holding it, you know, as you when you're talking. And that burger was um, was good meat. I know. I just, you know I was looking forward to that burger, and that son of a bitch came in like a stealthy prick and st- <laughs> took the whole thing. Yep. And then not even that, it was able to maintain as I was watching it fly away. The burger stayed in the bun as it flew away. And don't you feel like you know, like a kid who dropped their ice cream cone? I started crying at that point. I ran to my like, wife. Yeah. <laughs> son of a bitch. Make it better. So anyway, uh, those are a couple of beachy stories, but uh, yes, we are kind of junk toy. We're not going to get the junk How good is Kyle? <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. He's the best. Kyle, I love you. Play that again. Uh, all, right, all right, one more time. Here we go. I got, got to fade out a little bit. Yeah, yeah a crappy equipment. Preston's cleaning out a junk drawer. <laughs> Getting things out of a junk drawer. Finding stuff here in a junk drawer. <laughs> that's, that's all Kyle's singing. That's uh, Kyle. And Kyle is at uh, Keenan's. Keenan's uh, and you're joining special guests. Saturday night, the FM band is going to be playing. Their, set, their first set is at 8 o'clock. Mm. And in that first set, I will get up and uh, and play a couple of songs with them. Couple, so, couple songs. Couple, couple, couple old songs, a couple new songs. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. So thank you, Kyle. That's awesome. You've made the junk drawer even so more special. All right. So this is uh, pretty astounding. Um, a paralyzed man has regained the ability to walk smoothly using only his thoughts for the first time, according to researchers, thanks to two implants that restored communication between brain and and spinal and cord. their breast implants. What? Dude, this is like that movie Upgrade. What? And I was thinking the same thing. Right? I was thinking exactly. Now, mind you, we, obviously we've been on a tear about tear, being AI. fearful of AI and all that stuff. Yeah. But this, Kathy, we were watching the footage this morning, and it's not like, oh, uh, uh, not quite. Now, listen, he's not running a marathon, but he is mobile, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. So uh, the patient's name is uh, Gert Jan. Uh, he's Dutch. So uh, he didn't want to reveal his last name, but um, he said that the breakthrough has given him a freedom that he said he did not have before. The 40-year-old Dutchman has been... 
paralyzed in his legs for more than a decade after suffering a spinal cord injury during a bicycle bicycle accident. Uh, but using a new system, he can now walk naturally uh, and take on difficult terrain and even climb stairs. The advance is a result of more than a decade of work by a team of researchers in France and Switzerland. Last year, the team showed that a spinal cord implant which sends electrical pulses to stimulate movement in the leg muscles, had allowed three paralyzed patients to walk again. But they needed to press a button to move their legs each time. He simply... He just thinks, thinks about, about it. it. So, oh, my God. So stop and think about this. So if that's the capability at this point, the way you learn movements, the way you have muscle memory, mm-hmm. I will guarantee you that over time... There'll be less of a necessary concerted effort to think about it and just sort of do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, once the pathways right. are, you know, become uh, regular, yeah. I would think so. So Gert Jan, who has the spinal implant, said this made it difficult to get into the, the having to push the button. He said it made it difficult to get into a rhythm of taking a natural step. Uh, but the latest research combines the spinal implant with new technology called a brain computer face, which is implanted above the part of the brain that controls leg movement. And the interface uses algorithms based on artificial intelligence methods to decode brain recordings in real time. And this is uh, this allows the interface uh, to work out how the patient wants to move their legs at any moment. The data is transmitted to the spinal cord implant via a portable device that fits into a walker or small backpack, allowing patients to get around without help from others. So- Okay, obviously there's an assist required, but this man we're watching the footage is standing and moving yes. along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and got to go upstairs. Yeah, he's going to have to use this walker, but yeah. you know, before he couldn't be upright at all. Uh, but he, he still doesn't have feeling, right? Like Well, so uh actually something started to happen. So he had said uh I can just do what I want when I decide to make a step. Uh, the simulation will kick in as soon as I think about it. And there was another positive sign. Following 6 months of training, uh, he has recovered from sense, some sensory perception and motor skills that he had lost in the accident. Because I have to imagine it's because they're being opened up again and given s- stimuli. He was even able to walk with crutches when the di- they call it the digital bridge. Yeah. When it was turned off. So he was still able to have some movement. Let me ask you an evil twisted question uh-huh. in development with this. If that spinal implant is put on this guy and somebody else puts the thing on their head and has those thoughts, can they, they control his body? So, wow. yes. Oh, they've actually there have been there have been studies where they've done something with neural implants and caused a reaction. Nick, I, I think it was a monkey and somebody else's a, body. Yes, it was not a human, but they were using and, and uh, they were able to achieve that. That movie upgrade, Preston. Yeah. Now, mind you, this again, this is a wonderful thing for this guy. Sure, sure. But man, that's a chilling thought. Yep. You know. Uh, so when could this technology be available to paralyzed people around the world? That's the question being asked. It's never soon enough, is it? Uh, no. The uh, the lead researcher said that it will take many more years of research to get to that point. But the team are already preparing a trial study whether this technology can restore function in arms and hands as well. Uh, they also hope that it could apply to other problems such as uh, paralysis caused by stroke. Uh, so we've seen before where they you can they can control prosthetics yes uh, with using their mind. If you could do these these implants, if I could send my cat into the kitchen to make me a sandwich, oh my right. god, that would be amazing. Oh my god, yeah. that, that would be that'd be groundbreaking. I don't know. They sure. even have hair all in your sandwich. Not my cats. Okay, they wear gloves. Oh, uh, so thought that was pretty amazing. That is that's really amazing? And uh, and a, uh, a real optimistic. Uh, you know look what, at, at, uh, People's abilities. Not as impressive as Kyle's theme song. 
No, no yeah, that's right. pretty incredible, actually. It's the show tour. Yes. Preston's cleaning out a show tour. Getting things out of the show tour. Finding stuff here in the show tour. <laughs> Providing hope for millions. I love the little... All right, uh, one more thing, and then we'll probably take a break. Oh, good, because we have an outro, too. Oh, we do? Oh, yeah. He's that good. All right, he is that good. All right, do you guys want to hear about, uh, let's see, I have like three things left here. All right, so pick the second one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Finally. Good way to do it. The second one. Okay, so in the U.S., it's about 25% more expensive to buy a home than rent it, but there are four metro areas where ownership is cheaper. All right, what's the first one? The first one is Detroit. Wait, mm-hmm. where? hold on. It's cheaper to own rather than rent. If that's not the case everywhere? Not no. the case everywhere. No. So they, they, they an analysis of single-family homes and townhouses found that estimated monthly mortgage costs are lower than monthly rental costs. Mm. How much for this bombed-out hovel? In Detroit, Philadelphia, hey! Cleveland, and Houston. I mean, I w- that was always, like, you know, my parents always pushed for that. Like, rent as less as you, you know, sure. as short of a time as you can. Get into a house, buy it, be- so that way you're paying for, you know, towards yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, can, you can eventually sell it and, and get something from it. Apparently, though, there is the push to shift towards a renter's market. So that pe- there more and more people are being persuaded to rent as opposed to buy. But I was always... Yeah. As a kid, my dad, do you want to own your own home? You want to own your own home. Sure. And, and that, you know, so you have some equity. I remember um, talking to my cousin. So she owned a home and uh, she lost it in both Hurricane Sandy and Irene, both back to back. And after the second time, she was like, we can't, we can't do this again. And so they rent now. And I remember having a conversation with her and she goes, look, it's just, it wasn't for us. It didn't work out. We couldn't recover from that. Yeah. And now this is. This is how we live. Renting is what, you know, is the easiest way for us. And, you know, like I said, I was taught to always, you always wanted to buy it and have an investment. And hurricanes tend to stay away from rentals. Mm-hmm. What? No, no. <laughs> so in Detroit, the typical home is 24% less expensive Whoa. to buy than to rent. In Philadelphia, it's a 7% discount. Okay. Philadelphia is second place, so it's, it's, yeah. it was a big leap to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's followed by Cleveland at 4% and then Houston at a 1% discount. Uh, property values in these four locations have stagnated relative to the rest of the country. <laughs> by the way, when you buy a house, Preston, have you ever signed your signature more? Oh, no. No, no, no. It was and I have crazy. No, I have no idea what I'm signing. Yeah. Oh, Michelle absolutely. knows what we're signing, yeah. but yeah. I don't. Yeah. My wife. Um, you actually so, don't own your house. I know. No, no. I have no. I don't have any money. That's why there's a gypsy family us. living in your house. Uh, if Americans looking to buy a home can't build equity, they have less incentive to pay a, uh, pay a premium to own. Meanwhile, California's Bay Area features the largest premium to home ownership in the U.S. It's twice as expensive to own. Wow. Then rent in cities including San Jose and San Francisco and Oakland as well. Do you remember we were out there for a couple of years ago, Preston, and we're driving past what really seemed to be like small ranches, and the guy who was driving us was saying, what are, what are those oh, going yeah. for? Like yeah. a million? million bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, still, buying isn't always the best option, as some people move often, so renting makes more sense to them. Yeah. Uh, others simply don't have enough money to make a down payment on a property, and that's uh, that's become increasingly common as mortgage rates climb and affordability drops. The average rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage just tops 7%. No uh, kidding. Uh, for the first time since March. Yeah, that's high. Yeah. How many uh, How many rentals did you have uh, throughout your life? How many rental uh, uh, approximately? Uh, one, two, three, four, f- six. Yeah. I, yep. Yeah, me yep. too. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Um, and by the way, though, it's it's worth noting that while home values in Cleveland and Detroit and uh, Philadelphia as well haven't climbed in the same way that the pandemic boom towns like Phoenix and Miami have, where there are virtually zero homes that are cheaper to buy than rent, that means they also won't see the same crashes. So when things right. top and, and tumble down, it's not going to be as big of a fall uh, for us and uh, some of these other cities. So. And you also get... The joy of hearing your landlords have sex. Yeah. yeah ah, that too. We rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, most definitely. All right. Um, that's it. Hit the outro. There was a junk drawer. Breakfast closing up the junk drawer. There's nothing left here in the junk drawer. Until next time, there was the junk drawer. It's perfect. I'm so happy. I got a jingle for my junk drawer. All right. Uh, we do need to take a break. Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We get a lot of uh, mail here uh, at the radio station. Uh, some of it, you know, charity requests or, uh, you know, a, a variety of things. And sometimes they're promotional items and then people send us things. Yeah, it's so nice. I got, uh, or at least the show did, a package. And it's uh, it's actually kind of pretty. It's this uh, purple packaging here. Is that uh, kind of like a, is it like a mylon? Shining, yeah, something like that. And uh, it is from uh, a, an organization called Smell My Thongs. All right. Oh. <laughs> and it says, fresh thongs direct to you, freshly worn and sealed. Guaranteed freshness, discreet, uh, discreet and secure. And it says, number of days worn, two. <laughs> and worn by a lunch lady. Uh, inspected, uh, inspector number 69. <laughs> order number nine, it says your 10th order is free. And I'm just reading all this stuff. It says 100% authentic. Satisfy your needs. The world's largest marketplace for used thongs. Smellmythongs.com. Uh, and it is actually... Uh, Are they the, looking for wholesalers? The postage <laughs> is from Canada. Okay, that's but, where you would expect. But these uh, these stamps aren't... Um, you know, they normally put a, uh, like a, 
<clears throat> a print like, on like, it. A, yeah. like an ink print. Uh, sure. to, but but I haven't seen any print on it. I don't know. I don't know what the story is. Now it's hermetically sealed. Basically, <laughs> it looks like. Oh no, there's a little piece of lace hanging out the edge. Let me see it. Hold yeah. it up. Oh, rip off. I think it's supposed to be that. Oh, is that all right? All right so let's open it up. All right. All right. I think, uh, Kathy, you should do the honors. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I think you should smell them. I will. No, see, this is just a little piece. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that'd be you, you would breach the seal if that was kind of hanging yeah. out. It's a little yeah. tease. Two days uh, worn, guaranteed, right? Uh, let's see here. Sorry to disappoint you. No dirty thongs <gasps> in here, but whoever delivered this to you <laughs> now thinks you are weird. Oops. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then there's a note that says, sorry to bother you at work. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's really good. And then on the back it says, just a prank, bro. Uh, I that's love cute. it. That's cute. That's pretty good. funny. I like that's that. That's a good prank. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, who wouldn't open it? Well, by the really? way, there are services that do that. Yeah. There are, we we yeah. reported on them. There are services that deliver used underwear, worn lingerie, and all that stuff. Uh, so well, I like that, though. That's good. Hold on. There's a scratch and sniff thing. Oh, what oh, is man. it? Disgusting. I don't know. I didn't even Was it liquid it. ass? Hang on. No. Hang on a second there. It just smells bad. I don't know what that is. All right. And then there's a scratch. It says scratch and get 15% off your first order. So I need, uh, I need something to scratch. Um, no, this will work. Hey, wait a second. So that gets sent through the mail. Let's stop and think about it's it. It's not working. No one would want that. If they were a procurer of used and worn thongs, would you wouldn't want your mail deliverer, your postal carrier to know right. that's something you get. Well, right. that's, I think, the point of that's all of this. That's the joke, right? <laughs> all right, here you go. Use code payback at checkout. Oh, and then you get 15% off. So like that's my used diaper service. It's very discreet. Uh, okay, that was fun. Thank you, whoever said that. <laughs> whoever you are. I, I, Admit I, it, oh, you were I'm kind sorry. of look. You were kind of looking forward to seeing what they smelled like. Casey, I didn't have your microphone on. Uh, Casey is still at home, by the way, homesick. So uh, he's he's doing that. He's so making I, thongs. I didn't know if you wanted to check in on that or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I was just glad that I wasn't there when you opened the package. I just I didn't trust it. <laughs> you didn't trust it. No. Anthrax. No, I wasn't sure. Oh, I get questionable mail. Expect, questionable mail almost every day here. You've got we will to, not. Go we won't into go into detail. the specifics, but you've no. got to see. So, well, for a while we were getting when we asked the question, "Can you send anything through the mail?" I thought that was fun with proper postage on it. Yeah. So, it turns out pretty much you can. Yeah. All you have to do is slap uh, postage and an address, and uh, you can send things like we got uh, a coconut. I mean, not put in a box. And we had we had a shelf. Yeah, we of, got truck nuts. We had truck nuts <laughs> that were sent. So uh, there's tons of stuff. I had not used them a lot, so I sent my used anal beads to my oh, brother. Okay, and just put stamps on each little bead, like new. <laughs> yeah, like new, lightly uh, used. Yeah, lightly distressed. used. D- distressed, as they say. This yeah. was an interesting story and a little disappointing to hear. Uh, but uh, Las Vegas chapels. Uh, their love of using Elvis Presley's likeness could uh, could be coming to an end. Uh-huh. The licensing company that controls the name and image of the king is ordering Sin City Chapel operators to stop using Elvis in themed ceremonies. 
is one of the only reasons to get married in Las Vegas. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It seems to me crazy that it's gone on this long. Yeah. And they haven't done anything. But now when people go to get married in Vegas, what's the first thing you ask? Yeah. At an Elvis chapel? To do an Elvis chapel. Authentic Brands Group sent cease and desist letters in early May to multiple... Oh, my ass kind of crazy. Uh, multiple chapels, which are expected to be uh, compliant by now. I wanted to do that. When Rochelle and I had our uh, 20th anniversary, uh, or maybe it was... No, I think we had talked about doing at, at our 10-year anniversary. Right. Uh, that uh, we wanted to do an Elvis uh, Chapel thing. We ended up not doing it. But the idea of it was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, who just recently did it? Wasn't it uh, Courtney Kardashian and uh, yeah, Travis Parker? Yeah, it, it was kind of a half-assed thing, but they did it. Yeah. So when does stuff like that become public domain? Like if you, and, and this, I'm just making like a weird example, but like if you wanted to go get married at a George Washington right. uh, uh, Chapel. That's right, man. My name is George Washington, <laughs> man. I'll tell you what, man. I'm the first person <laughs> everything, man. Right. And, uh, it's a new that, country, man. We're going to make it our own, man. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what he sounded like. That's uh, right, man. <laughs> I think that that's allowed, was that right? Nick? Was that the one that said one if by land, two if by sea? No, no, that was, that was Paul Revere. Yeah, yeah, I knew that, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at it. You got wooden teeth, though. Yeah, I do, man. Yeah. I got to watch it for termites, <laughs> man, because they just take those suckers right out. <laughs> uh, I never I underst- lost our sand. <laughs> <laughs> I never understand the legality of any of these types of things. Yeah. There's that, um, I don't know if it's still there, but on South Broad, South Broad Street, there's that uh, Bambi dry cleaner place, right? And yeah. It, yeah, man, that's an animated cartoon, man. <laughs> Bambi's mother got killed, right, man? That's right. It was very sad. Yeah. Uh, she got shot. And then Thumper, man, I was like, uh, it was like one of my boys. Yeah. So I think, for whatever reason, like red. Disney never, never came down. But I also think, like, you can sing certain songs without it being copyright infringement. It works its way into the public domain. So I would think, at some point, Elvis would work his way into public domain. Elvis, do you remember what the skunk's name was in uh, Bambi? Uh, uh, what was that? That was Flower. Flower, that's yeah, right, man. It's, it's, it's ironic, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Look like at it, man. It's like I lie in your Chardonnay. <laughs> Don't you think? Uh, like 10,000 spoons and he right. needs a belt buckle. <laughs> I ain't nothing but the father of the country. <laughs> How did we get here? Uh, with Elvis so closely tied to Vegas, his wedding industry, some say that the move could decimate their business. Uh, Clark County oh, yeah. Clerk. Clark County Clerk. Claire Clapadop. <laughs> Lynn Goya, <laughs> uh, who led a marketing campaign prom- promoting Las Vegas as a wedding destination, said that um, the order for chapels to stop using Elvis couldn't have come at a worse time for the sector. Uh, yeah, I th- there's uh, my guess is they're going to move heaven and earth to make this happen. Where, even if the city has to license, um, you know these these places because that is a main tourist draw. Well, right? I was going to say, like, as long as they stop using his name. Um, it's well, the, my name is George Washington, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. By the way, so the uh, the wedding the the Vegas wedding industry generates two billion dollars oh, wow. a year. So it's like a billion, like yeah. man. <laughs> Whoa, well, dude, what about Rocky weddings? Oh, oh my there God, we, go. yeah. we should do that here. Oh, yes, my name is uh, George yes. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the country. <laughs> One if by sea, two if by car. Dude, we should do. We should start Rocky weddings yes. in Philadelphia. <laughs> in Philadelphia, that could become it's, a thing here. It, it, it's an obvious. Oh. Every area should embrace whatever they're known for, and it could be a few different. You know what, Press? You should have. 
You what? should have kept that to yourself. No, nah, so let somebody else do it. I'll, I'll let somebody do else do a quick that. check, Nick, and see if it already exists. I, my, my, I would be amazed if someone hasn't seized upon that. Yeah. And, like, he wouldn't mind marrying you much neither. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, he's <laughs> using all the lines. You know, I hear what not see that they be forever together, united forever. <laughs> Speak your tongue or hold your face. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Speak your tongue or hold your face. <laughs> uh, I love that idea. I wonder if that has happened before. Uh, well, Nick found that Amanda and, Pe- uh, Amanda and Pedro had a Rocky-themed wedding. Yeah, so there, <laughs> there are examples of it. And uh, on Pinterest, there is a list of 300 um, inspired weddings in from, from fictional accounts, including Elvis and including Rocky. Um, okay, so was the officiant dressed as Rocky? It doesn't say. Uh, it's just got pictures of them uh, at their wedding cake holding up the fists like they're about to fight. I'm sure that guy that stands by the statue and takes photos will do anything that you would like him to. The guy that stands by the photo and takes sta- uh, statues and takes photos? He stands by the sta- the Rocky statue and yes. takes photos. Mm-hmm. He uh, It's just an impersonator. Oh, He's he looks like uh, yes. uh, George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Founder of our yeah, nation. I threw a boxing glove across the Delaware. <laughs> I mean, I I don't understand that. I don't understand why anybody would want to get a picture of a person dressed up like like you see it at Times Square all the time. Case you know, it like is. Some, it's some it's part of the cheesy dressed up like yes. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. It, it, and and they did a whole thing about it. A number of shows have about some of them are the rattiest costumes. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. It becomes this kitschy thing. Yeah. If you, like, that naked cowboy that's in Times Square, that, that singing cowboy, whatever the hell his name is, he, uh, he's, he's, the guy smells and he's, <laughs> but he's, he, that's yeah. his living. That's what he does. But in this but case. But at least he's original. He, well, true, true. But the, El- the Elvis thing, is, I think, is going to be a serious issue if, yeah. they, if they, you know. Yeah. At the art museum, though, the line is so long to get a photo. So really? it's just entertainment. Yeah, Steve. It wow. is long sometimes. So it's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But with, with in Vegas, all they have to do is like, uh, hey, get married by the king of rock and roll. Or like, no, no. So even that, no, rock even? No. Yep. So uh, the letter also said Elvis, Elvis Presley, king of rock and roll are all protected trademarks. Hmm. Mm, yep. Uh, so one chapel last weekend, though, had its Elvis impersonator change instead to a leather jacket, jeans, and a fedora for a rock and roll themed ceremony. Hello, folks. Them. I'm Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Gene Simmons? <laughs> Our third president. Listen, Gene is already in Vegas. They've been doing a residency there anyway, so yeah. why not? He dresses up as one of our founding fathers. Uh, Graceland Wedding Chapel, which performs 6,400 Elvis-themed weddings per year. I didn't know Jefferson had huge snake boots. <laughs> has not been... <laughs> has not been served a warning yet, uh, according to the manager, Rod M- Musum. Uh, authentic brands oversees the estates of big names like uh, movie star Marilyn Monroe yes. and uh, Muhammad Ali. And 50 consumer brands as well. So they're, they're a pretty big I entity. a documentary, Preston, on businesses that handle these um, these uh, states. So whether it be uh, John uh, John Wayne or you know any of the celebrities that have passed or even celebrities that passed recently. And uh, it is a cutthroat industry. Yeah. I mean, so they have really a lot of their money comes from hiring lawyers and people to scour 
the Internet and to scour, you know, just every, any trade thing to see if there's been an infraction and then they, like, zero in yeah, yeah. and go for the money. Absolutely. Now I've got my mind working on this on this uh, rocky wedding thing. We should do yeah. the, we should do that at Camp Alpha Hunger. We had a mass wedding oh. one year. We uh, and and we could do a uh, a rocky, rocky wedding. wedding. Yeah, I think that'd be great. And at the end, we have like a big running. You know what? You know, running up the steps of the Wells Fargo Center or something. We can make him no steps, but yeah, but there's like two. <clears throat> we yeah. can change the spelling. We can make it instead of rocky Iraqi Iraqi wedding. Rocky right. wedding. What'd you say? Uh, you figure it out. Your wedding's so. getting I, off to a I rocky start. I think they'll start. let us. I think or they'll Ricky. let us. Because they do, they do the rocky run, or yeah. they, they used to. They still do that. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They, yeah so I'm could, the father of your country. We could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's why I talk like this. You know, contrary to popular perception, George Washington's my teeth were not made out of wood. No, they were made of ivory, I believe. That's right. Yeah, it's just a myth. It's a myth. So is the chopping down of the cherry tree right. and I all chewed it down. You what? I chewed it you down. You chewed it down with your ivory with teeth? With ivory teeth. <laughs> like a friggin' beaver. Not like a vagina. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, couldn't we call it like a very rocky wedding and just put rocky in quotes and not capitalize it? Sure. I think we'll be fine. I yeah. think we can do it just calling even... How about Philadelphia Associated Prize Fighter? Okay, we can do that too. But maybe maybe yeah. it would get the maybe we get the attention of uh, Stallone himself when we have him come down and uh, if he comes down to sue us that would be the way to get his attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we have everybody dress and marriage up? Marriage on the rocks. Yeah, marriage on the, the Rockies. Can yeah. we encourage everyone to dress up like Rocky and Adrian? Yeah, that'd be cute. <clears throat> All right, I want to dress like up this. as Buckus. I like this. Uh, Buckus could be the the witness. That's right. <clears throat> the ring dog and uh, and Polly could be your drunk uncle. <laughs> <laughs> At the reception. Marissa just met Bert, Bert Young. Oh, he's so old. Yeah. He was we, so sweet that he came and did that. I, I mean, I got one question to him, and it was just like talking to your grandfather. who you just, He just kind cute. of nodded, and he's like, yeah. He seemed very was nice. Fun. Oh, he was so sweet. Are you the one who's going to bathe me? <laughs> no, no, this is a mm. movie premiere. Um, we could do, uh, we could hand out Rantlers to everyone uh, uh-huh. that they could wear. You throw Rantlers oh, yeah. instead of rice. Yeah. <laughs> the Rantler bearer. I love that, yes. Oh, what? <laughs> what they want. Oh, wait, that's Rambo. Which is a slice. Yeah, it's Rambo. Of yeah. cake. Yeah. We could do that. Rambo takes place in yeah. Philadelphia, doesn't oh, it? Well, <laughs> no, but, you know. I want what they want. We could have... Steve, so Rocky officiates the wedding. Uh, Rambo's the DJ right, at the yeah. reception, and Cobra's got to fit in Cobra's parking car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what, what, what were you driving? <laughs> um, so anyhow, You're the uh, disease. I'm Curado. In the uh, cease and desist letter about for these uh, these chapels to stop using Elvis Presley, uh, the company said that it will halt halt unauthorized use. Of uh, Presley's name, likeness, voice, image, and other elements of Elvis Presley's persona in advertisements, merchandise, and otherwise. Hey, did they give a guesstimate as to how many chapels currently employ the Elvis service? No, I don't know how many they they do that, but um, but they are able to. the 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 Graceland Wedding Chapel alone does sixty four weddings a year. Now- 64, okay. I'm sorry, 6,400 weddings okay. a year. Okay, <laughs> that's one for... Um, do they conduct... It's been a long time since I've been to Graceland. It's been forever since I've been to Graceland. Were there Are there Elvis chapels around Graceland? 
And maybe in Memphis there I, might be. Maybe in Memphis? I yeah. would mean, personally, I would think that that would be a no-no in Memphis. I would think... Yeah, because you're going to pay your Dragging respects. Elvis's right. name around yeah. in, a, in a fun way right. is probably frowned upon in that I town. mean, there's, there's a museum. I've never been there. That's it's, not the way you treat the first president of the United States. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's the mansion... And then right across the street from the mansion is uh, this really cool yeah. museum. It's where the, um, uh, I think it's a 737 or his jet yes, is his there. Ju- that he would send out to get fried nanos. Yeah, sandwiches. the, the yeah. TCB. Uh, and uh, and so, and then you can do a, this whole museum where you, you walk a mile in Elvis's shoes. And, mm. and it's a really neat place to visit. Uh, but Preston, I think you're right. Like, I don't think there's any chapels around there that are Elvis-based chapels. So you've been there before? Yeah, yeah, I've been twice. Okay. It's an amazing spot. And Steve, how, I have. Once or more than years once? Years ago when I was doing stand-up. And the okay. thing that impressed me about it, Preston, is how... Kind of unimpressive the yeah, house that's, itself. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. I mean, uh, for uh, for its time, it was considered a, a palatial place, but to, to today's standards, yeah, it's ain't another man. not that big a deal. Father of a nation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, man. Case, you ever been to Graceland before? No. You know what? We were actually going to go for spring break my senior year of college, and then uh, about five days uh, out, we realized that everything around Graceland is a complete and total pit, so we decided to not go at all. Okay. No, Memphis is a cool city. There's like Beale Street on Memphis is really neat, and it's listen, Casey. It's probably Memphis, man. It's not a vacation destination uh, for more than a couple of days, but it is Graceland's a really cool place to visit. I, I highly recommend it. Okay. All right. Well, anyhow, they're gonna they're gonna stop the Elvis weddings in Vegas. That's unfortunate. That's, uh, uh, I. I, again, I, I would like to follow this story because I can't imagine they're going to work out some sort of deal. It's completely associated with Vegas. Yep, yep. And with, with the new movie coming out, I wonder if this is why it's top uh, of, That's a good know. point. Good question. And there was a, there was like a 10-minute standing ovation at the uh, Cannes Film Festival. Yes, for the, for the Baz Luhrmann Whoa. film. Uh, yeah. Hang on a second. Let me go to, I got Lou. I don't know if this is, who's Lou? But Lou, are you there? Bay Hitches. Bay Hitches. <laughs> right, so uh, you wanted to comment on the Elvis Chapels in Memphis? Yeah, sorry, Casey. It's not uh, your who's Lou there, honey. But, um, my brother and I went there honey. a few years back. And we did Graceland. And then we did go to the museum across the street there, which is amazing. You could see everything this guy's owned. One of the big things is don't touch anything. So what does my brother do? Touch his catalog. Set off the alarms. Yeah. But then after that, we get kicked out. We figured, all right, let's go see if there is an Elvis chapel to go get married at mm-hmm. and see if they would marry us as two brothers who decide they'd like to be married. <laughs> not a single one in sight. It is definitely not something they have in that position. Yeah, yeah I think okay. because I it's a little bit more religious, too, they would see it as Thanks, being, um, I don't know, sacrilege. Yeah. yeah. It's um, wrong, man. Um, I, don't you miss a little bit? The whole uh, Elvis is not dead thing. Oh, God, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, my God, that he was still around. I remember I, one of my favorite uh, uh, covers of the National Enquirer. Do you remember that? Up gas? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. It was the best. He's got like a half smile. Yeah. That's right, man. This thing's sucking up the gas, man. That was, there were literally, and Marissa, you got, you're probably too young to remember it, or do you remember? Oh, I remember like Jim Morrison, and then it was like Tupac and Biggie. Are they dead? Uh, yeah, so but yeah. Elvis was this uh, was this thing, but they were like, uh, unlike, unlike the Jim Morrison right. thing, there was just a, a mystery as to whether he had died or not. Mm-hmm. Elvis was like, like living among us, like yeah, he yeah, would yeah. be spotted in places. <laughs> well, do you remember in uh, Death Becomes Her? 
uh, which is about, you know, becoming eternal, but you had to sort of, you know, fake your death and Meryl Streep. And, yeah. and they have a big ballroom scene and Elvis is standing there adding in, you know, to that that uh. that legend that he's still alive and amongst us. And every year they would show a picture of what would he look like this year and so yeah. on and so forth. And I remember yeah. being caught up in that stuff and just, just the tiniest, itty-bitty, minute yeah. percentage of me went... Maybe he's not. <laughs> and then he would his face would well, appear Jerry in Glanville. toast. What's that? Yeah, Jerry Jerry Glanville was a coach in the NFL for a number of years, and before every home or every game he would uh, uh, coach, he left a pair of tickets for Elvis Presley at the box office. Oh, that's great! Just in case he was still alive. Yeah, that's great. That is great. Wow, it's All like right. uh, from uh, was is it uh, Ted Lasso? Oh, he leaves on, or uh, Ricky Bobby. That's it, that's it, right, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, hold on. Going back to weddings in, uh, at uh, Graceland, let me go to Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey. Love you, love your show. Thank oh, you we so love you, Stephanie, what's up? Um, just calling to say um, my friend, actually, best friend got married in Graceland about two years ago um, at the Elvis Mansion. They, you know, they weren't, they don't have any Elvis impersonators, but you can get married there at the Elvis Mansion. They have like a little chapel there that. Oh, that makes sense then. Okay. So they have the facility to, to handle a wedding, but it's not done in the cheesy sort of Vegas bow Elvis officiant. Right. All right. Okay. That'd be pretty cool. That's kind of cool, man. Get married at Graceland. Because he's, ba- he's like buried in the backyard. That's right, man. Every night I crawl out screaming. Oh, and what happened to me? God. This is what, how you treat the father of our country, man? <laughs> <laughs> this is Thomas Gene Simmons Jefferson. <laughs> By the way, uh, Nick pulled up a series of photos uh, from all of the National Enquirer's and Weekly World Newses of Elvis being spotted. Steve, you need to see the one Come that's on here, his Steve. monitor right now. It's Elvis with that he's, he's bald on top, except for the sides. He's almost got like the Larry Fine from the Three Stooges. He looks like uh, looks oh. like uh, Frazier. Oh, that's the best. Oh my God, that's man. right, man. Well, if you were planning on it, it might not happen. The Vegas wedding with Elvis as the officiant. Now, some places are still doing it. But they have been uh, issued cease and desist orders. So. Well, you, you could conceivably just rent a hall, hire an Elvis impersonator. But, I mean, still, that was such a big draw. I, I'm yeah. curious to see whether or not they hash this out. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay put because we will not be gone long. Teachers rock. And MMR feels they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your high school. It's not a pop quiz, but we will need you to vote. Tune in at 615 when Preston and Steve select at random one area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for their coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. Preston and Steve's Coolest Teacher, weekdays at 615. Sponsored by Five Below. Hot stuff, cool prices. 93.3 WMMR. Class dismissed. Levittown Lanes yeah. on fire, engulfed in flames. And uh, we got a lot of texts this morning and uh, and calls of people wanting to make sure that Kathy knew about it because, you know, Levittown, that's. Yeah, this was area. right down the street from my house, like right, right down the street from where I grew up, probably less than five minutes. Did they have a bar there? Do you know? You know what? I don't remember. Okay. I don't. I mean, I was. We were young when we got older. Maybe you know, high school age. I think we kind of stopped going. That now. Let let me. I'm gonna. I don't. Well, like the reason I asked if there was a bar, I want to see if anybody listening had gotten laid at Levittown Lanes and wanted oh. to share their stories with us. 
215-263-WMMO. And what kind of shoes were they wearing when they did? Yeah. I kind of have a feeling that we stopped going there for a reason. Like, I think our parents oh. were like, yeah, you're done. No, okay. Going oh. there. So, it got a little... But maybe there was What's a... What's your name, sweetheart? Yeah. Maybe there was a bar and that was the reason. Okay. I can right. remember, though. I had uh, two different, uh, you know, kind of like I, I lived a privileged life growing up. I had two different Wawa's I could choose from that, was, that were equidistant from my house. But I also had two different bowling alleys that were equidistant. And uh, so I ended up going to McDade Bowl a lot. And I'm going to tell you a story about this, but I, you have to understand, McDade Bowl, the owners of McDade Bowl now, were not responsible for what I had to go through as a child when I was uh, when I would go there. Uh, my my cousin would bring me there because she was in a bowling league, okay. and they had a nursery upstairs. When you were in the nursery, they didn't let you go to the bathroom. They literally made you pee in a cup. What? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. So they had they had a, a place where you, your kids could watch. Mm-hmm. You could they watch your kids while you bowl, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't take you to the bathroom. They wouldn't take you to the bathroom. Pee in a cup. Mm-hmm. I would have to say that's a fire hazard. I, yeah. <laughs> I'd say that there are a few violations that were going on there. Uh, you think? And why were the owners at the time not responsible? Because for that? The, the people that own it now don't yeah. didn't own it back then. They're, they're, okay, the people that own yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, they got. They got. Yeah. So these are people in the late seventies, early eighties. They are not the same owners. They now. got cake bowls now. The same owners now. There are uh, like just. The best people, the nicest right. people. I love them. So I just, you know, I got free I, liberty. Use the bathroom, right? Yeah, right. yeah. You know, you don't even have you can pee wherever you want. <laughs> you know, that's how great these people are. Are they sure that? Or was it just you that had to pee in a cup? No, you no, no, no. Was have to pee in cups too? Because maybe that person just uh, liked your pee. No, 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 no. Oh my God. Were you with two girls at the time? No, 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 no. But there was a stairwell that you went down, and, and from my recollection, you know, because you know my memory's a little bit hazy. It was a really long time ago. But I'm fairly certain you had to like stand in the stairwell uh, in order to. Was and, there, there was, no, and you were by yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't like this, anybody who's watching sort of me or holding me. Preston, you have to go to this. Going to the stairwell to me. You have to go to this call because now it's all coming back to me. The name okay. of the bar that was in the bowling alley. Hi, Trish. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, Trish. You're on the air. Is your name Trish? Tish. Tish. Rish. I think they're not listening. Bish. <laughs> Oh. Okay. No, I can hear somebody. Yeah. I, I hear the line open. They just uh, they're they're con- no, okay. Never well, the, bar, the bar was called the Bandbox. The Bandbox. I, I completely forgot about. it. I mean, I was too young uh, to drink at the time that we were there. But yes, that was the bar that was in there. And Hi. people would go to just the bar. Hey, can you hear us? Oh Jesus! It's okay. got to be on like a speaker or something. It's hey, all right. Uh, so it's called. <laughs> What's that? I didn't hear. No, what? I just the that that caller. Uh, never mind. Okay, just, continue. The, the band box. Yeah, the okay. band box. All right, and I remember my cousin, my older cousins would always be hanging out at the band box. Like I think I remember actually getting a call at like in the middle of the night. You know, my mom and she'd be like, "I have to go get Matt and well, Nick. Do you want to come with me?" Like we'd have to go pick them. I up. remember the word was Kathy that bowling alley bars were a little bit more uh, liberal for um, not checking ID and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that was not a place that we. That I was able to get into, but uh. huh. I, I never out in the bowling alley that I, I grew up going to, and it was—I mean, I was there every day. Uh, they had a bar, but by the time I, I was twenty-one, we didn't. Uh, we were moving. We moved beyond moved the bowling past, alley. Yeah. Yes, and uh, we would go for rock and bowl, which was awesome because the pitchers were yep. like super cheap. And, yeah. 
and you 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 bowled till two a.m. and you were rocking. There's a lot. Well, they have they had a yeah. DJ and yeah, those were cool. yeah. But yeah, once glow in the dark bowling pins and things like that. All those gimmicks. I love the fun. Well, yeah, once yeah. you were 21, yeah, the bowling alley wasn't where you were going to drink. Yeah, there was a bowling alley in uh, in Bluebell, and I think or East Norton. I think it's changed names, yes. but uh, it, now it's I believe called Our, Ta- Our Town Alley. I just looked yep. it up, but I, I used to go, and I think it used to be called Bluebell Bowling or whatever. Bluebell Lanes, maybe. Maybe that. Yeah, no, that oh, might be right. I remember that. But mm-hmm. they had yeah. a great bar. It was a really cool place to hang out. It just was like super friendly staff, and oh. um, and it was Bluebell just. Bowling. Uh, he would just go, and uh, it really didn't matter whether or not you were well, going to go bowling they, or they, not. They redid it all, and so, okay. so it's even nicer now. If you liked it then, like yeah. the, the bar there and stuff is even nicer. I'll check it out. Yeah, was- my um, bowling alleys didn't have bars. The only one that was like uh, was Winwood Lanes down the the street here. But those were, you know, my Ridley Bowl and McDade, they didn't have, I, I guess you could bring your own beer. But well, they, they had peacock rentals, right? <laughs> they, I, yeah. Yeah, actually, there's only one bowling alley that I've been to that doesn't serve alcohol, and that's Sprawl Lane. No, not, yeah. not Sprawl Lanes. I'm sorry. Um, I forgot the name of it. It's out by me near near, near Harleysville. But anyway, uh, yeah, I always... Beer and bowling. Right. They went hand in hand, for I sure. I think Sprawl Lanes is uh, getting their liquor license. Okay. Because, yeah, because uh, that, that area just got, because it was a dry town. So they, um and they just released, uh, you know, X amount of uh, liquor licenses in the right. area. And I think Sprawl got one. Okay. I mean, okay. you kind of yeah. have to. Like, there was that, that, oh, wait, that new wave of uh, bowling alleys that were more, um, you know, uh, city-based and, and um, mm-hmm. like, like Lucky yeah. Strike. Yeah. Lucky Strike. That kind of you know, sort of meeting place. Earl Bowl. Earl Bowl. That's Earl. what I was trying to think Really? Of. Yes, yes. Earl Bowl is the name of it. Uh, let me go to Vinny. Hey, Vinny, good morning. Morning. What's up, Vin? How's it going? Good. That's the best watering hole in Levittown right there, uh, the band box. The band oh, box. man. So, wow. yeah, it's dude, it's up in flames, the whole it's thing. Gone. I can't when, believe it. When's the last time you were there, Vin? Last weekend. Last oh, weekend, man. Is that, that sucks. Do you, uh, is that kind of a hangout for you, your friends and, and, and so on meet there? Oh, yeah. That, we, we got a couple of bars we go to, but that's the one we usually go on, like, Saturday and Sundays and all that. And, oh. You know. You pick up some cougars over there, too. <laughs> pick up some cougars over there. Everybody, Vinny's here. I've got to work my magic. I just Bowling alley you know? cougars, yeah. That, <laughs> that JoJo's ice cream is okay. It's, like, right next door, and that's, like, one of the best ice cream places. Why don't you go over to JoJo's and get a code? <laughs> Kathy, are there, like, woods across the street from this bowling alley? I'm just trying to figure... No, it's a neighborhood. Right. It's a neighborhood, because yeah. there is a bowling alley. When we would do our Club Risque um, gigs, I would pass a bowling alley no, coming off of Route pa- 1. No, going to risk you wouldn't have passed okay, this. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Barbara. Hey, Barbara. Good morning. Hi. How you doing? Good. What's up, Barbara? Um, I wanted to tell you a story about bowling alleys in general. <laughs> okay. Um, where I where I grew up, I we went to Facenda Whitaker Lanes in Norristown. That's the one That's, I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. So they've changed name. It's it's Our Town Bowling now. Is that right? Yeah, they, it, it is a different name. I don't know what the new name is. That's it. Yeah, but yeah. After it, there was a shooting there, they had to change. Yeah, they, oh, they needed to rebrand. Yeah. So they they yeah. took the more literary route right. with oh. Our Town Bowling. Yeah, they have that shooting names. Okay, yeah. Barbara, what about going so, there? Okay, so when I was there, I was like underage, but there was one kid that was twenty-one. So he would go up to the bar counter and get us all drinks. So, and then bring them back to the lane so we could all drink. Uh-huh. But then they finally caught on to what he was doing, and so they made him drink all the drinks he ordered right there at the counter. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the, the, the parent catching you with cigarettes and locking your room till you smoke them all, but it's boo. 
booze. <laughs> you could, yeah. which will kill you poisoning. if you drink too much of it. And by the way, yeah. you can't force someone to drink booze. Oh, they did. They made it. I mean, he had. They ordered shots and beers and everything. So they. Oh my God! All of them standing right there. Yeah. Steve, you can't at a bowling alley. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like if you go off the the coast. You so, know. Yeah. So Barbara, I guess was the threat that either he was never going to be allowed there again, or they were going to call the police, or what? They they didn't even threaten him. I think they just got a kick out of it that you know letting him know, hey, we know what you're doing. Now sit here and drink all these things. You know. Oh I just think they got a kick out of it. God, guys, they found out what I was doing. That's funny. And yeah. did he get it? Did he get fall down black? You know, blind drunk? No. To to his credit, uh, he didn't. He handled the booze really well, and he was like 120 pounds soaking wet. You know. And he bowled a yeah, perfect so. game. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't know how he did it. That's but. crazy. All right. Yeah. Thank yeah, the, you. The, the, there was that weird connection in the with in, in bowling alleys. I remember the, the, the there would be some people who would just go for the bar, had no desire yeah. to bowl at all. I hate bowling. I I, oh, I, I, love yeah. I don't like bowling alleys. I don't like bowling. There's, well, there's nothing you about your, it that what, I like. What if you Hold had on, your wait, own I wanted ball. to tell Nick though. There's Nick there at that um, Our Town Alley. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a laser tag place that's Ooh. in there too. Yeah, oh. like they really stepped it up there. And um, I took a couple of kids there to do that, and it was it was a lot of fun. I do like Sprawl, lasers. Sprawl Lanes has uh, escape rooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah if they there's other stuff things. there, then maybe I'm into it. Nick, go back to the text messages. I like laser tag. Casey Penn. Pendel Lanes or Bristol Lanes, Actually, people are saying? I, Pendel, like, yeah. I think it's Pendel. I Pendel? think that, that's okay. got to be it. Kath, I want to ask about um, whether it, because I know you're, you're putting your feet in rented shoes and your fingers <laughs> in balls like that everybody else has been putting their fingers in. What if you had your own ball <laughs> no, no, and your own I shoes? You I, don't still like hate the, it? I don't like bowling. You I, just don't like the game. Yeah. No, I'm not, I mean, this and I'm like stupid. decent at it. No, not that it's stupid. Like, it, I, I get the that people, you know what it is? What? I think I don't like the bowling alley i and and maybe they've changed but like the smoke and the um like the dark nature of it it's way different now i think it is and listen the newer ones are listen there was one in in lansdale that burned down several years ago i only went in there once kathy i walked in and i was like ew i mean it was like it was you could see the yellow stains on the walls and listen people loved it it was beloved because they've been going there for decades but it was in need of an remember, overhaul big time. Remember when we would um, we would uh, have, like, good ratings and Bill would take the staff out? Oh, yeah. He would always take us bowling, and I'd be like, is this guy for real? It was like, <laughs> you know, when we first started working with yeah. Bill, and I'm like, he's taking us to a bowling alley? Gee, thanks. That was fun. Yeah. Well, you guys all enjoyed it, but for me, I was like, this is We just... went to a place that no longer exists. In fact, it was oh. a, yeah. a, a five lanes in, uh, Manion. in Manionk, and now it is a, an elevated parking garage. Oh, really? Oh. The new condominium that they jammed into a, a half an acre of land there. Wait, so Preston, this one that you mentioned burned down, the one that uh, is on fire today burned down, the one in uh, Facenda Whitaker, there was a shooting. Like, what the hell's going on in bowling alley? I know. It's the Cougars. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. They're, they're finally, they're, it's an uprising. Of if the you love me, you'd shoot that guy. <laughs> it's got to be it. It's got to be If you want this aged meat, you're going to have oh, to do my something God. to Burn this place to the ground. <laughs> oh my! Maybe the body and Clyde. Um, <laughs> let me go to some other calls. Uh, we're, we're, we got on this discussion because Levittown Lanes is currently in flames right now. It's on fire. Uh, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, Dan. What's up, buddy? 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, Barbara and uh, Cassie kind of took my thunder. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to kind of continue to uh, drive my car and drink my coffee and listen to you guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Facenda Whitaker Lanes. <laughs> Oh, he hung up. He literally hung up. He was just going to say it's a pretty good place. Okay. Now, or was, or both. I Um, do like, in fact, Case, I got into bowling, and I I, I got my bowling ball, and and I got the shoes, and and the one thing, um, if you haven't done it and built up to it, I, my wrist, so goddamn sore. I mean, and I'm like, oh, I got to approach this a different way, because (laughs) I'm like, I'm all in, Steve. And I, I was like, the hook. I think the last time I went, I mm-hmm. came in the next day. I'm like, oh, I hurt myself bowling last. Yeah, both of you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a repetitive eight. like yeah. stress two, movement. Two games, and yep. I'm like, that's it, man. We used to play like five, six games. Yeah. I'm like, two games, I hurt. Also, myself. if you're, I came in like John Merrick. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a right-handed bowler, your your left quad, that's your planting leg, that's the one that gets sore after like three games of bowling. But I got into bowling when we first started working together, guys, yeah, because I. Well, no, not just that. <laughs> like, everybody I knew outside of my, my job, they all worked till like, 5, 6 o'clock at night. So I had no friends in the afternoon, you know? So oh. that's why I started going to McDade Bowl. And I would just kind of, like, hang out there and, and bowl all by myself. And that's how I ended up getting to know the owners. And, well, like, oh, I got yeah. my wrist thing now. Mm-hmm. And I got that. And I, I have the shoes. I have the ball. I have the bag. I have everything. And I... I haven't gone since then. I didn't know that that was kind of your your early evening activity. That was my got started. So something to do. It was my mid afternoon right. activity that I would do instead Who's of like that taking little slice over there. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it would just be. I mean, it would be like me and maybe like three other dudes. And so you say you're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but they were really, really sweet to me. I would like buy a couple of games, and then they'd be like, "Ah, oh, you can keep playing. There's nobody else here. Go ahead." And that's when I ended up learning how to put a little English on the ball. Right. And, yeah. Uh, the place that I went to growing up was called Devon Lanes, and uh, it was right off of Route 30. And um, it's it's a it's a really nice bowling alley. There are two sides to it, so you know, even if it gets crowded, like on a Saturday night. However, yours was right, probably fancy. No, it was. And it was like, well, I mean. Listen, even a fancy bowling alley is, is not that fancy. Alley. I mean, Lucky Strike was probably the nicest bowling alley I ever went to right. uh, downtown. But um, Preston, they did not have a bar, but it was BYO. And so people would just bring in coolers. Oh, okay. And you could just hang out for the entire night. And nobody ever, you know, looked twice at you. Yeah, we called ours. It was a Brunswick that it would go to. We just called it the BA. Okay. Which is the bowling alley. <laughs> oh. yeah. uh, the BA. Not boner forever. <laughs> the BA. But, they, but they had an arcade. And at the time, I was just way into pinball. And we would just, you could go and play pinball. Pinball was a lot of fun. Day long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they had they had a pool hall though, which was like you stayed out of there because uh-huh. I was a teenager. That's where like, Snake oh, was. Yeah. yeah, totally. You know, it was like the creepy people were in the in the pool hall. Yeah, and, I went to. But they did have a bar. Yeah, I went to uh, Facenda Whitaker. Is that what it was, yeah, yeah. What, what it was called before? One time in uh, rhinestone knee high boots. Oh, <laughs> knee high. Yes. Hey, wow, that little chippy man. No, I serious. That's what it was like. And I was walking around in these rhinestone boots at a bowling alley. It was New Year's Eve, um, and I forget what had happened. It was so long ago, but for whatever reason, the plans were canceled. So we ended up having to go bowling, which you can imagine for me, I Let was me tell you excited. Sweetie, if you try to cut into my action, I'll cut you. <laughs> oh my but I God. decided. I'm in here looking all slutty with your young, youthful body. I look like that a few decades ago. I swear to God, I'll punch you. But that's, I decided I was like, I'm not changing my outfit. I bought these shoes for this occasion, and oh I'm wearing God. them. As I so meant to have your tight Latina them. body. <laughs> Don't piss off the girls. Yeah, do not. <laughs> 
Do you guys remember employee of faith? The vending <laughs> that pretty money maker of yours. <laughs> Do you guys remember the vending machines that had like hot soup in it? You could get like hot oh, yeah. chocolate and hot soup. Yeah. That, like I only saw those at bowling alleys. Bowling alleys. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. My I bowling alley had one vending machine. It was uh, it was piss cups. Oh. <laughs> well, and yeah, yeah. The ball cleaner. You uh-huh. know, you could pay fifty cents or whatever and get your balls cleaned. <laughs> you could make that same joke at, at golf courses, which is awesome too. Yeah. Uh, hang on, I want to go to this. Uh, put Blake back. Back on hold, please, uh, if right. you would, because I need to go to him. He's got an interesting story about the band box, which is in Levittown Lanes, and it's on fire currently. Hi, Blake. You're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Blake. All right. So you have a story about the band box? Yeah, I'll use different names. Uh, so <laughs> every friend I had uh, got laid at this place. And, um, I mean, I only got two friends, but that's still <laughs> yeah, That's right. still every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, I take home a, a, a cougar woman, uh, and, and I was underage, so I shouldn't have been there. Um, I take her back to my apartment and, uh, I lost my virginity to her. Wow. Oh, wow. man. Are all these G.I. Joes yours? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's about to get a lot better. I'm very sad because this is a legendary place in my friend group and we name this place all the time. So, um, <clears throat> Anyway, I have a hoodie hanging up, and it's got my high school name on it. Won't give the name and right. the year that I graduated. And she goes, who is this? That's how she talked. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, it, it's mine. And she goes, is that the year you graduated? Is that the school you went to? And I go, yeah. She goes, oh, my God, you went to school with my son. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Nice work. Uh, Good job. Wow. I go. I don't know whose mom that is. I am so wet. Sit her down and talk to her. She's dirty. Blake, email me names. I want to know if I know these people. (laughs) I'm wetter than that school's football field on a morning. Wow. By the way, it's right by the baseball fields um, for Pensbury High School. So it's like, it's real close to the high school. Right down the street. Yeah, yeah, that, mm, mm, I don't know. (laughs) All right, Blake. Sorry to hear that uh, your your, your special place is is gone now. They can't burn down the memories. That's right. That's All right, great, thanks, Blake. buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah. Wow, man! Uh-huh. And they were nailing the Cougars over there. Yeah. Huh. Um, let me see. Do we have any, Do we have time? Do one more. All right. I haven't been looking at the phone lines. Is there any one in particular that you guys think I should go to? Uh, there's There's a whole bunch of a lot of memories of this. Um, yeah. Of, mm, Let's go to. Hang on a second. Yeah. Let me go to um, uh, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Lisa? Okay, so um, actually, I called last week, and I'm the one with the scallops in my pocket. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're eating stuff at work. That's right. All right. Yeah. Okay, so my oldest daughter, she's 23 now, but when she turned, uh, it was about 10, it's her 10th birthday, uh, she wanted to go to the bowling alley. So I sent her dad on a Sunday to put a deposit down. I said, give him $50, but he only gave him 20 well, the next morning, we got we have Action News on, and the bowling alley's on fire. Uh, okay. And, yeah, so we're like, oh, my God, that's the bowling alley. Oh, my God. So it turns out the bowling alley was set on fire by a rival bowling alley. No. Where oh, was God. this, Lisa? Where was it? 
It was in Vineland, New Jersey. Vineland, Why New does it Jersey. sound familiar? At a rival oh bowling alley. Line seven. Michael yes. says the same thing. Okay. Yes. Uh, I forget the name of the bowling alley that burned down. Okay. But the other bowling alley, it was Pike Lanes. It's, that guy went to prison, and it's like under new ownership <laughs> now, and they do really well. <laughs> How many wow. years ago was this? It was 13 years ago. Her, her daughter is 23. Okay. It was her 10th birthday. So this story sounds familiar. Lisa, thank you for the heads up. I appreciate it. I'm going to go to another call about this. Uh, I will go to uh, Michael. Hey, Michael. Good morning, Ed. Good, Good morning, morning Ed. Ed. So you heard the last caller, right? Yes, that is 100% correct. The uh, the place that got burned down was called Loyal Lane. And uh, it was... Are you getting hot in here? <laughs> Oh, my God. Wow. And so it, it was burned down because a rival bowling alley was trying to destroy their business. Jesus. Yeah, Loyal Lanes was a way nicer bowling alley than Pike Lanes. Pike Lanes was kind of the dump if you couldn't get into Loyal Lanes if it was too busy or something. Uh-huh. So the guy, I guess, got mad, wanted to up his business a little bit, so decided he was going to burn it down. Firefighter, please run in and save my cigarettes. Oh, my God. All right, thank you. We appreciate it. Nick pulled up the uh, the news story, and uh, the guy, sure enough, was busted. He had faced 12 years in state prison. That's crazy. Um, and, and I don't know if that's what they ended up, that's what he ended up getting or not, because this story uh, kind of indicates that... Um, uh, that that was what the the deal that they were working on uh, in the case. What's the profit margin like at a at a at a bowling alley? You, you know the restaurants operate with the, the very thin margin. So you're you're charging. Is the goal really? No, it can't be just solely the bar to get people to go to the bar oh. and buy concession stuff. No, no, I would think that uh, it's a fa- it, most of them are family places. Yeah, I would think you know between the shoe rental and the the lane time. Yeah, I mean, all, all they really need to work on is is uh, maintenance of the, right. the equipment, and so I would right. think that it makes a good amount of money. You would think. I would guess. Listen to how they started this fire though. Back in 2010, these two guys climbed up onto the roof. They got uh, they got on the roof at Loyal Lanes. And then drilled holes into the roof, and they had igniters. They poured them down into the holes, and then dropped them into the bowling alley, and that's what started the fire. So they drilled all these holes, Whoa. and the accelerants were made of kerosene, a, a drill, and other and other items as, wow. to stay on fire for as long as humanly, humanly possible. It's like that scene in Goodfellas when they're when they're yeah. torching the uh, you know the exactly they're putting all that stuff. In. But uh, the 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 guys who will check. For who do the forensics on a building, and and uh, you know if something is uh, someone's trying to burn it down for insurance or whatever, uh-huh. the what they can do, the stuff they can say, you think you're covering your tracks, yeah. but they'll get you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, maybe there's a story behind Levittown yeah. Lanes being on fire and the band box <laughs> and all those. I'll never forget the night this. Slut walked in with these boots. <laughs> no, but like I said, I do remember like getting calls from my, my mom, getting calls from my cousin saying, come pick us up. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we have to take a break. We'll be right back. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are very excited to have our next guest on. Uh, his book is called Caught With My Pants on and Other Tales from a Life in Hollywood. Nick had just pulled up his Instagram account and I glanced over briefly <laughs> and I thought I was looking at a picture of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he I does a little not. bit. Yeah. Yeah. We have the same beard. Yeah. We do have that going on. And glasses. He is a devilishly handsome gentleman, <laughs> and his name is Jim Pettick. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Jim. How are you? That's an introduction. I love that. <laughs> it's, so, it's so early in the morning, it woke me up. <laughs> Very good. Yes, I, I, at the last second, I'm like, we have that same kind of grayish with a little... Little dark hints in their facial features, so uh, it's yeah, great. Salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that. By the way, for for those who may not know the name Jim Pittick, if 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 his name is new to you, you have probably seen him. Uh, he's uh, been working in uh, television and films and, and stage for years and years. The Christopher Guest Troupe. He's one of those crews. So a mighty win, best in show for your consideration. Uh, some of the best improv based movies ever made. And is is that where when when people do recognize you are they usually uh, quoting those films when they when they uh, encounter you, Jim? Uh, yeah, there's, there's, that's probably the biggest one, best in show. Yeah, because yeah. that kind of uh, people remember it so clearly. But Lethal Weapon Two, which was my first ever film, was another one uh, because uh, I, I had the kind of line that became almost a catchphrase for the movie: "Because you're blick, um, <laughs> yeah. you're blick." Yes, <laughs> I was blick. Oh, that was so um, great. Uh, and then, uh, bizarrely, though, globally, the thing that people pick out is Friends. Because Friends. I did one episode. But that show has been seen in a billion languages. Uh, and I'd love to hear what I sound like in some of them. Um, and uh, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been watched by multi-generations, too. So it's uh, it's interesting, because I was reading the, the genesis of uh, of this uh, book, Caught With My Pants Down, and you had gone to speak at some sort of um, industry event where you're kind of you know, waxing nostalgic, and it sort of occurred to you that you had a lot of stories to tell. And there were a yeah. couple of different paths this book could have taken. It could have been a stage play, but how did it end up, how did you end up finally locking on, okay, I'm going to commit this to a book? Well, um, at the risk of sounding kind of facetious, it was COVID. I mean, I had the, the lockdown, so I, I wrote it. Well, it would have taken me probably five years, took me five months. Right. So, and I had these stories that I knew kind of would, would string together. And I, I thought nobody's going to be that interested in the Jim Piddock story, so I wanted to make sure it was as much about the observed as the observer. Um, and, and, and then I sort of put them together. And then, bizarrely, that sort of theme came through of what it was. It was about something else, too, which was lovely. Um, and those sort of 
a little bit of philosophy in there. It's not, you know, it's not a self-help book. <laughs> um, it, it, it was kind of interesting because I hadn't realised when I set out to write it. I just write, wanted to write entertaining kind of uh, stories, basically, of crazy stuff that's happened both in and outside show business. Um, and and uh, I did that. And then, then it kind of like was, oh, oh there's something else here. And, and that came through, which is, you know, uh, which is lovely. Well, you know, Jim, th- th- it's interesting because... Um, and I started reading the book, and I really enjoy that. And I enjoyed the book, and I can see what you're saying because <clears throat> one thing occurs to me: you are like a, a what I would call a classic character actor. Um, you know, so, so many roles. I mean, that's why people are. Uh, um, we guarantee you've seen Jim in, in something. Uh, but also with that, you get a sense like um, you're moving from thing to thing and finding out. Oh, I really like this, and oh, I really like this, and um, you kind of learn. It's a life lesson we all learn after enough time is to not pigeonhole except open yourself up to other possibilities of things that you might like and 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 develop the ability to be fluid and it looks like that served you well throughout your career yeah i I think that that what what came through for me was when you know i don't look back very much um i look forward or right in front of me and so the the again the pandemic gave us all a chance to stop and and sort of kind of reset and, and uh, reassess everything. Uh, and I think that one of the things, you know, I'm now in my, my 60s, was that, that uh, I'd taken immense risks, which I sort of hadn't really been aware of. And, and I think one of the things that I kind of conclude in the book is that we're really on this planet for the for uh, a millisecond, you know, in, in the grand history right. of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's so important to, to make the most of it and to to do what you want to do because, and, and I think that I was true to that. I actually did take risks and I always did what I wanted to do, uh, hopefully not selfishly, but but in a way that was sort of, yeah, I've only got one one go here, so let's make yeah. the most. <laughs> if it's the story of your life, but with uh, anecdotes and fun along the way, do you kind of take stock of yourself while you're sitting down to write uh, a piece? Oh, absolutely, message? absolutely. I'm brutally honest. I mean, okay. some of the best stories, are the things that I remember the easiest, were the most embarrassing things that have happened to me in my life, which hence the title, Caught With My Pants Down, which, by the way, happened literally three times in my life. <laughs> oh, As Oscar Wilde might say, once is an accident. <laughs> Twice is careless. Three times, God knows what that is. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and it's also a metaphor for, you know, what we do in, in, in the performing business and, and I also write as well. So you're exposing yourself. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that, that, that uh, I kind of, what I do is I'm so brutally honest with myself. I didn't feel any shame about being brutally honest with other people. And one of the things that uh, people have seemed to enjoy, and I, I was so thrilled. I, I wrote, I sent the book to a few kind of celebrities and some I knew well and some I didn't really know that well and said, what do you think, you know, and they all gave me fantastic quotes for the book because the thing I think that struck for people was that uh, it's, I name names. Yes. I'm not really afraid to name names. And there's three people I totally eviscerated. <laughs> One's dead, so they can't sue me. Um <laughs> And there's two who are very much alive and well and very well known. And I don't do it, I don't think, in a bitter or sort of unpleasant way. It's just that's not acceptable behavior. And, of course, when I'm in my 20s and 30s, I can't really do that because, first of all, I haven't got anything to write about. But secondly, uh, you you know, you go, oh, well, I'll never work again. Right now, I honestly don't care. And I certainly don't care about working with those people again. Um, and And I mostly... I'm very generous, I think, and and I, I uh, there's one chapter where I say, 
here's 10 A-listers I've worked with, and I list the 10, and they're all very well-known people. Nine I loved, and one was a four asterisk. (laughs) (laughs) You can fill the blank there yourself there. And then I go on to explain why I liked all those nine people, and then... I explain very clearly why I didn't like the 10th, and um, I completely eviscerate them. But but what I did in that, too, is I actually rehabilitated some people's reputation because there were a lot of candidates for that four asterisk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people, people who go, oh, well, it has to be that one. No, no, it wasn't. And I actually say, you know, people, they had a terrible reputation, and um, they were great. There's not an axe-to-grind um, tone no. to what you're doing. You're simply relaying... Uh, what happened to you? Of all of the rehabs that you do in the book, which one is are you most proud of that the public perception of this person you might have swayed the other way? Well, I'm going to give this a spoiler alert, isn't it? Because you're now going to eliminate one of the ten. Um, <laughs> I would say Faye Dunaway people Faye Dunaway. think would, would be incredibly difficult. Right. And there's a supermodel in that list that everyone says is a nightmare and I had a great time with. But Faye Dunaway, people uh, have always said, you know, oh, God, she's absolutely bonkers. Well, she is bonkers, which is great. (laughs) Uh, But she's bonkers in an absolutely lovely way. Uh, and I had a very, very pleasant experience with her. She's so um, great that you would want her to be at least, you know, likable in some level because there's that monster talent. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. Yeah, and one of the lists is Tom Hanks, which... (laughs) which, (laughs) You know, again, take your guesses. Are you, is that a curve? Is that a curveball? Is that a one? <laughs> right. We're going we're to assume that that's that's a positive. You you talked about being caught with your pants down. I was surprised to learn that um, flatulence uh, is a, is a part of your uh, uh, issue, uh, at least early on in your career. Uh, and the, the stories are hilarious. Uh, has this persisted throughout your life, or has Bino uh, allowed you to get a handle on this? Uh, 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 well, as you get older, it's, there's no chance. Um, I have to say that, that uh, I'm one of those people that's always found um, flatulence funny. Um, babies, if you, if you blow a raspberry on a baby's arm, you know, I don't, by the way, recommend going around doing that to strangers' babies, but if you blow a baby on a, 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 a raspberry on a baby's arm, they'll generally laugh. Yes. If you make a fart noise, they'll laugh. And so I think it's part of the human condition that we find farts funny. Some people don't, and um, and I probably avoid them in my life. No. Um, but that first story was, I opened the book with it at yeah. drama school. It was the moment I knew that I could act. And I thought, I don't need to do this drama course. I can leave today on day one. Because I had gone out for lunch to eat this massive Chinese meal. And I came back to the, the school. And I was kind of trying to impress, you know, what one always is. And I saw that the, the the next class of the afternoon was movement, and I it was not the movement I was anticipating <laughs> at that point. And so I, we had to dress in these awful things. I had to wear black tights and a black roll neck sweater, and I was so self conscious. And everybody's trying to impress and go, "Come on, you know, I, I'm going to be an actor." And we had this class, and, and we had to do headstands. And uh, this, this this teacher, who's sort of slightly camp American guy, actually said. All right, um, you're going to come up here, and um, these people will hold your feet, and you roll out of the headstand onto the mat. And that's my bad American accent. And so uh, a bunch of people did it and rather well, in my opinion, and I was kind of got into my headstand, and it was okay. I was like, okay, I'm ahead here. And then the, the teacher went, and release. And so I went down on the mat, and I, I did release. I, I released. The loudest, <laughs> the hardest fart, the sharpest fart you've ever heard in your life. Oh my God. Honestly, it sounded like a starting pistol. 
<laughs> and I lay there absolutely mortified. I, my eyes were closed and I thought, this is it, it's over. I'm going to have to do something else for a living because I can't live this down. And it, I waited, you know, with my eyes closed. You know when a kid falls over, a, ch- a small child, that uh, as a parent you go, oh, how many seconds before the screaming begins? Uh, so I'm lying there thinking, how many seconds before the explosion of laughter? Right. And derision, and nothing came, and nothing came. And I opened one eye, cautiously, looked up, and the whole class was standing around me, looking down at me as if into an open grave. (laughs) And they had a look of shock on their faces. And I didn't, I was like, what the hell's going on? And the teacher said, oh, my God, what was that? And I said, oh, without a beat, I said... It's my ankle. It's an old soccer injury. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, oh, someone help him up. And these two very, very um, lovely actresses helped me to my feet. And I hobbled off, screaming pain, and sat the whole class out. And as I was sitting there, I thought... That's it. I can do it. I passed the test. Uh, it is you. You. And it's it's true. I mean, listen. We we have had uh, you know some some luminaries in here, and and but we also. Uh, we know that, um, that, as you said, you don't have to teach a baby to laugh at a fart. It's just it's just a natural <laughs> thing. So from you know the scatological to to, to other stuff. But um, so you you go through your career and you end up on stage and you are in a production with George C. Scott, who's considered one of the yeah. actor actors. I've always loved George C. Scott. I know he has a, a, a troubled history, but what was your experience like with George C. Scott on stage? Who rumor had it could be very very demanding. Yeah, I was the first major star I'd ever worked with. I think I was 25 at that point, 26, and I found myself in this Broadway show with George C. Scott, and he was directing it. But George was, um, he didn't like to rehearse, and so Mm. it would be just basically, let's get through the scene, move on. And Christine Larty was in it, and she was um, from a very different school of of, of, uh, actresses, and she would sort of stop and say, well, what's my objection here in the scene? And George would just go... You come in, you say your line, and you get the hell off stage. <laughs> and that would be it. <laughs> and, and, and then we could all go home. And, and that's what he did. He would go home you know, early, and we'd sort of come back the next day and rehearse for a couple of hours. Uh, and I think that he just wanted to watch his Detroit beloved Detroit Tigers and drink. Up, up, up. Um, and, and, you know, he, and he was, you know, at that stage in his life, drinking very, very heavily. Um, I remember going out the last uh, night. We we had a, a matinee. Was the closing show after the whole run on a Sunday, and we went out Saturday night. He took us all out to Gallagher's Steakhouse in, in New York, and I've never seen a human being consume so much alcohol. It was wow. staggering. And uh, I left, you know, with everybody else around two a.m. because it was after the Saturday night show, and I came into the theatre the next day and uh, for the matinee, and I'm walking to my dressing room, and I hear a voice go, "Jimmy, Jimmy, go here." <laughs> And I went into his dressing room, and he was sitting there in his boxes. And you know, with George, there was kind of a, a, an unwritten law that I've talked about with a couple of other people who worked with him. The less clothes he's wearing, the more drunk he was. Okay. <laughs> so he's sitting there in his boxers, and he says, And I realized he, he hadn't gone to bed. He had literally continued drinking the entire night and the next morning. Oh, and we, we had a show, it was like two or three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. And I, uh, he was incoherent. And I went to the stage manager and said, um, 
where's the understudy? Because he's, he's not going to make this. And Mike, the stage manager, said, uh, he's gone home. And so I said, well, then we're not going to do this show. Uh, um, and so Mike said, well, I can't cancel. We've got a theatre full of people. So we, we did the show, and I'm here to tell you that George did not miss a word wow. Or, wow. or a step. He was performance was as flawless as it had been throughout the entire run. And it was staggering. I've never seen anything like it. And, and it was also immensely terrifying. <laughs> right, I'm sure. I'm sure. And Jim, your ability and, and all the situations that you've worked in, um, in order to continue on, you have to be able to just roll with whatever is thrown to you. You've, you've done all different things uh, that, that whether they're live theater or they're filmed. As, as a successful actor, do you just have to be able to morph into any situation at any given time? Well, it's unusual you have to think on your feet, you know. I mean, that became something I learned to do more slickly with the Christopher Guest films. You know, okay. when you... I'm thrown in the deep end there. I was doing a show in London for the BBC, and I had to fly to Vancouver for three days to shoot Best in Show and then fly back to finish off my sitcom uh, that week. So I literally was so jet-lagged. I arrived in Vancouver on a Monday night, had dinner with with Fred and, and, and Eugene uh, Levy and Chris Guest, and then we didn't work for two days because they're running behind. So we had to shoot all our stuff uh, in that one day uh, from pre-dawn to post-dusk in an empty stadium with a few extras behind us. And and it was literally, we the script basically said, because they're outlines, and some of them are quite detailed, the scenes, and they give you jokes and stuff, but these just basically said, uh, you know, and you've got the boorish, uh, stupid American commentator who knows nothing, and the British expert who knows a lot and is tolerating <laughs> this and trying to keep the show together. Yeah. And so we would just roll um, for, for 12 straight hours, and, and Fred would go off on these incredible <laughs> riffs, yeah. and I would just have to react. Yeah. And, and I kind of learned then what being a straight man was because up to that point I'd been mostly the clown in a duo okay. and I realised you can't compete with that the man's a genius it's like being in a car next to a rambunctious monkey who's drunk a <laughs> quart of whiskey and is blindfolded <laughs> and driving you at high speeds through you know, I, I thought you were the only one in the entire cast that actually wasn't an actor I thought that you were a commentator well, legitimate commentator they had brought in who was just trying to do his job I mean that that's how slickly you pulled it off. Well, that was the ultimate compliment that Chris Guest gave me. He said, uh, when we did the surveys, you know, the test runs of the movie, everyone said, how did you get that dog expert to make a <laughs> yeah. yes. And I, it was the ultimate compliment. And it also meant, you know, <laughs> that not that many people knew who I was, although oh, right. you know, people inside the industry did. But but at that point, I'd, I'd sort of actually had a year or two where I was mostly writing, so I hadn't been that visible. But, yeah, I mean, people have often said, I can't believe that guy's an actor, so you weren't, you weren't the first. Did you do um, your own uh, research on, on dog shows and breeds I, and I all did. of that? Yeah. yeah, Chris gave me this book called The American Kennel Club sort of thing. It's like a Bible. And every night in London when I was doing my other show, I'd read it before I went to bed, and, boy, it put me to sleep. It's the most boring <laughs> book about dogs that you could imagine. I learned all these facts and figures. So I had all them at my fingertips. And then I realized as I was doing it with, with Fred, I, I'm not competing here because it'll be a disaster. Uh, and I knew, I knew enough about comedy that a straight man, if you're clever about it, can get almost as many laughs as the, the funny guy. Agreed. Because it's reactions. And so a lot of that movie, I'm reacting. And then I, I kind of built in this thing where I'd be mildly amused at first. Yeah. Then, 
then confused, right. and then flat out annoyed. But I, I've got to hide all those emotions. <laughs> that that progression is is brilliant, though, because you do see it, and it's one of the things I love about your performance. In that, oh. the thing that I've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, that when you write in that outline format, the, the Christopher Guest type of format, where you're doing a, a script for a movie, that in many ways that can be more difficult than a fully scripted comedy. It is. It's weird. I mean, that particular film was written by Eugene Levy and Chris Guest. And then I wrote with Chris, I wrote the series Family Tree with him, which was on HBO. And then we did a film called Mascots for Netflix, mm -hmm. which is basically best in show with people in silly animal costumes and <laughs> silly costumes of all kinds. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, I, I've written drama screenplays, comedy screenplays, TV shows, and... Uh, it's probably the process with Chris is twice as long because you you have to plan everything so clearly that people don't get off track. So you 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 plot out the entire movie. I mean, the script is probably a third or maybe a bit more of the length of a regular script because you're not writing out all the dialogue. But it's pretty solid, and, and it's, it, it gives the actor a kind of blueprint. I mean, my best analogy is like an anal retentive planning a journey across the country. <laughs> and so you, you literally go, this is where I'm going to fill up with gas. This is where I'm going to eat. This is where I'm going to stay. This is where I'm going to sleep. This is what I'm going to eat. This is the turning I take to go here. And you, you plan it like on Google Maps or whatever. And then you hand the whole plan, the detailed plan, to the actors and say, yeah, now you drive the vehicle. Huh. And off you go. So that, that keeps the dialogue fresh. We do have suggestions of jokes, and we tell them where the scene goes and, and how they can get there. And so there are some jokes thrown in. But, but a lot of it is in the actor's own, own words, and that gives it that documentary feel. If you're just tuning in, it's uh, Jim Pittick who's joining us. Uh, his book is called Caught With My Pants Down and Other Tales from a Life in Hollywood. He talked about writing um, uh, screenplays and also joke writing. And I did skim a little bit and saw that you learned a little bit of a lesson about testing out material on social media uh, <laughs> one time by uh, trying to post what you thought would be a joke. And uh, people kind of took it a different way. And it had yeah. to do with the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, correct? Yeah, listen, if you're out there, people uh, driving and whatever, uh, wherever you are, don't post on social media if you've had a couple of glasses of wine. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a life lesson that you will learn from this book. <laughs> I, I, I had uh, just, I mean, literally, I had a couple of glasses of wine for dinner. And, I, and I, I was at that time using social media to try out gags or jokes. I don't know why, but I was doing it. And I wrote just to put, I, I, um, I, uh, <laughs> I got the gig uh, to write the screenplay from 50, for Fifty Shades of Grey. I only pitched 49, but I think I got it. The job, <laughs> not a very good joke in, in any stretch of the imagination. I mean, uh, that would be turned down by any talk show. <laughs> right. And um, it rightfully got some people um, der derision from people, um, but other people were sort of took it at face value, um, which is weird, uh, because I'm the last person in the world. I have never even read the book. And then I, I didn't really look at it till um, quite a while after, because the next day I was writing with Christopher Guest, and then we stopped for lunch, and my phone had literally almost blown up. There was <laughs> so hundreds of texts and emails and calls. <laughs> And uh, uh, an entertainment website had picked this up and announced <laughs> to the world that I was writing a screenplay Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, and no. 200 other outlets picked it up. <laughs> and on Twitter, there were people like um, 
Brett Easton Ellis, who wrote American Psycho, right. he wrote a really unpleasant, scathing thing saying, how can this man that's been in epic movie and written, <laughs> and written Tooth Fairy or whatever, you know, written these movies, <laughs> what, how could he possibly be... And he, because he wanted the job. Yeah. And it got to the point where I, my manager was sort of like, why am I getting all these calls for interviews and this and that? And I had to kind of make a statement in the end saying, uh, look, it was a really bad joke. I apologise. Uh, I'm not writing the screenplay for Fifty Shades of Grey. I've never read the book. I never intend to. But what was bizarre, too, was that some people just wouldn't believe it. And six months later, they were still writing about it. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. And, and one outlet <laughs> said... It makes perfect sense with his experience. <laughs> my experience. I, I'm, you know, I've been around the block a few times. But I know nothing about sadomasochism. <laughs> I mean, I call me old-fashioned, but I don't. Uh. I wanted to ask you as well, because we talked about Hugh Grant earlier uh, as uh, potentially a name being bandied about for Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, you're, you're a Who fan, yet you've, I don't know, you've never been in the series, correct? You've never had... No, I mean, I saw the very first episode of that when I was seven years old. I loved it. Um, I haven't watched it in a few years. I mean, I left England when I was in my early 20s, came to America. So I I wasn't around. This is my excuse for not being a doctor. I wasn't around to be cast. Right. So, uh, but if anyone out there is listening at the BBC, I've done other things for you. Um, it's time to put me in. I would make a very good doctor. I, I, think. I think you would. Yes, and, right. and I know that you. it seems like every Brit has... Ended up in a Harry Potter film, and you have not. I know. I mean, what? I mean, that's the thing. You know, people ignore you in your own country. Um, <laughs> it's it's a it's a shocking omission. Um, but Doctor Who would be a great one. I'd love to do that. I I think it'd be brilliant. But uh, and Harry Potter is a bit late. I've missed that boat. Well, um, they're looking clearly because yeah. they're talking about Hugh Grant. Perhaps now's the time to uh, you know to contact the powers that be and put your your bid in. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I think um, I don't know. They've they've done women, haven't they? Yeah. I yep. think they've done ethnic. Have they? Yeah, they might. Yes. Have done Perhaps ethnic. someone with your erotic background. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Who with wit. God. Oh goodness. Well, listen, uh, Jim. It's it's wonderful to speak to you, and we just want to uh, remind everyone that uh, that the book is now available. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, JimPinnock.com as well. If you would like to see what Jim's up to, it's a quick, it's a, a very good read, as they say. I'm really enjoying it. And can I just say one last thing, please? Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a, <laughs> a shameful thing, but. Um, I, I, all the money from this book that I receive is going to three different charities, including um, one for Ukrainian refugees, so and the other sort of for, for uh, underprivileged children in both Britain and, and the US. So I stand to make nothing from this book. It was written as a labour of love, uh, and I put my heart and soul in it. So if not for me, buy the book for the causes. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Our pleasure. Yeah. Caught with my pants down and other tales from a life in Hollywood. It's Jim Pettit. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you we'll so talk much. to you another time. Appreciate it. Wow. Wow. What, what a great what guy. A fun, yeah. yeah. Excellent. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. The Revivalists. Lincoln Park. The Hooters. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. 
And the Bizarre Files brought to you today by Painting Pups. Painting Pups delivers the highest quality craftsmanship and service when painting your home. Ask about 0% financing options and book a free estimate today at paintingpups.com. Well, for some New Mexicans, Halloween can be a fun family tradition, spending time getting uh, the house spooky and so on. You can imagine how frustrating it was when an Albuquerque family found that some of their decorations were stolen. That's exactly what Greg Castillo said happened to him and his family. On Sunday, someone came. Uh, they broke their lights, stole up a blow, stole a blow-up train along with an extension cord, and came by days later with a threat. Uh, two days after something even creepier happened, the Castillos got their uh, got their stolen extension cord back, but had a note attached saying, "I destroyed your wicked decorations. Oh, Turn from all sin, or you will perish." And uh, Castillo said, it seems like the guy's hypocritical because he talks about repenting. Turn yourself in. Turn your sins into God. Yet he goes out and he steals. Yeah. He has since filed a police report and plans to add even more ghosts and goblins next year. So you think it's legit? Or do they think it was just somebody having fun and making it? I don't know. It, you know? That's a good question. I'd like a fun death threat. I don't know why they'd single <laughs> him out. Uh, this happened in New Jersey over the weekend. A hot dog exploded on Saturday morning. Damaging some nearby businesses and raining down debris on the area. Hot dogs all over the place. There were no injuries reported. It took it uh, happened at 4.41 a.m. at the Forget About It lunch truck. You know what they were selling there that day? Mm-hmm. Samsung hot dogs. Oh. <laughs> In Tuckerton is where this took place. And authorities said uh, it appears to be propane-related and accidental. Smoke was pouring from the business when emergency responders arrived to find a badly damaged trailer. The explosion could be heard Jeez. blocks away. Just decimated. Oh, yeah. It absolutely is it's destroyed completely. Uh, the owner told investigators he had no trouble with the trailer or his tenant, who had just renewed his lease for another year. Uh, the tenant told investigators health officials had inspected the trailer this past week. He also told investigators he did not turn the propane tanks off at night. Uh, arson investigators determined the explosion came from an oven along the north wall of the trailer and that the explosion was accidental caused by free-flowing propane. Investigators cannot rule out an electrical spark from an appliance as the ignition source. So. It is not part of the new world order. You must fall in line, collect your debris, and leave. Spain so. does not like hot dog trucks. Exploded. Uh, the former treasurer of the Wilmington Veterans of Foreign Wars, and I don't think this is Wilmington, Delaware. It's a, I'm sorry, it's Willington. Willington. Uh, pleaded guilty Friday to emptying the post bank accounts, mostly to fund his online pornography habit. Okay. Frederick Brown, who is 72 of Mansfield, pleaded guilty to first-degree larceny for the thefts, which totaled about $144,000. Lord help me, I'm addicted to gash. And... <laughs> <laughs> and third-degree larceny for stealing about $12,000 from the Vernon American Legion Post. That's just horrible. Of the money stolen from the Mansfield Post, about $96,400 was spent on porn. <laughs> how? how? It, it's free. free. <laughs> He's old. Uh, the Vernon... you, you have to work to stop getting porn on your computer. The Vernon thefts were brought to the attention of police after Brown was charged with stealing from the Willington VFW Post. Uh, according to the warrant for his arrest, Brown immediately admitted to the thefts when state police detectives went to his home to serve a search warrant. 
A scantily clad married mother of three was arrested in Tennessee Thursday after authorities say she was spotted chasing cars while wearing clown makeup and next to nothing else. That's my mom. Candace Cridal was taken into custody on charge of disorderly conduct, public intoxication, and making non-emergency 911 calls. The sheriff's office received multiple calls from witnesses about a partially or completely naked woman in circus makeup and a stocking cap on her head who was seen running after cars and jumping in and out of traffic. What circus is that? While a sheriff's deputy was driving to the scene of the incident, the county's emergency call center received four calls from Mr. Cridle, uh, in which the dispatchers were, or it's Mrs., I'm sorry, Miss Cridle. It's Cirque de Slate. The dispatchers were berated, threatened, and cursed. When the responding deputy went to the woman's home, he reportedly found her wearing a sports bra, pajama pants, a stocking cap, and clown makeup on her face and body. What are you looking at? The married mother of three answered the door holding and drinking a beer and smelled of alcohol. Uh, Cradle initially denied chasing cars on the county road, but later admitted to jumping out in front of vehicles. When the deputy asked her why, she repeatedly called 911 and yelled at the dispatchers. Uh, the 37-year-old who was described as being intoxicated said, quote, they need to do their jobs. Yeah, Cridle that's a good point. was booked into the county jail on $1,500 bail. I mean, she's doing her job. A New Jersey celebrity stylist who allegedly scraped a model's neck during a public haircutting demonstration earlier this year is being sued for $5 million. For scraping a model's neck? Yeah. Like, uh, did Ma- she rip her head off or just... Just scraped her from yeah. what I understand. Uh, Michelle Kalanakina says that uh, Martino Cartier was careless, negligent, and reckless by cutting her hair too fast at, the, my neck. at the Jacob Yavitz uh, Convention Center. Uh, Kellen Canina, or however you say her name, says the stylist scissors cut her neck and left her with a scar. The mishap also caused a 23-year-old pain, shock, and mental anguish. Wow. So she's suing for $5 million. She's kind of an idiot. Cartier, whose website says he has done work at the Golden Globe Awards and in Vogue magazine, has salons in Sewell and Cherry Hill. You hurt my neck. And then we will do one more story, and we will wrap it up. Uh, maybe you guys saw this video. A teen got her whole head yeah. stuck inside of a pumpkin that they yeah. were carving up as a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> yes. It's so funny, Kathy. It's great. <laughs> Chrissy Packer Ralph's family was sitting around the dining table carving their vegetables when her daughter, Rachel, decided to have a peek inside. But she instantly regretted her decision when it became clear that she could not get it back out, thanks in part to her ponytail getting stuck. <laughs> While Rachel screams inside oh the pumpkin, <gasps> her younger brother sings a delightful little song about carving up pumpkins, and Christy helps by filming the whole gourd escape and uh, has now been viewed well over 200,000 times on YouTube, but she got it completely oh stuck God. in there. Uh, oh Ra- Rachel's dad got involved and suggested calling the emergency services before eventually oh, getting her on. to turn her head and eventually getting it out. Uh, asked why she did it in the first place. Rachel said, I thought it would be funny. Of course. It is. Why else would you do it? And it's hilarious. And that's what I have for you in this morning's Bizarre File. We're going to take a break. Back in a sec. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa. Wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web.
PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop In and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On the heels of uh, Easter, lots of candy, tons of stuff. Um, I, I thought it might be appropriate to uh, read this particular email that I received uh, from uh, our buddy Kyle, who, tech, who emails in quite a bit. Uh, but he wrote this to me, and the subject line was, Question for the connoisseur, please help. Oh. So we're not doing... We're not doing a connoisseur segment. It's medical advice. Uh, it is. It's yeah, medical yeah, advice. Yeah. No. So uh, don't play the music? Well, sure. If you uh, want to, feel free. It's, it's a question for the connoisseur. not quite the connoisseur. Yeah. Uh, but it says, Dear Preston, Steve, and the rest of the Good Morning It <clears throat> gang, uh, I have a question for the connoisseur slash all of Philadelphia. As right. I get older, I'm realizing that I eat food in a weird way, and I have no idea why. Uh-huh. And then he gave some examples. And it mainly is candy, so that's why I thought it would be appropriate right, yes. uh, on the heels of uh, just, you know, finishing off some Easter candy if you did happen to have some, or maybe somebody has some sitting out of their desk and you're, you're, you're not right. into that, whatever. I guarantee maybe. it, yeah. So here is what he has to say, and feel free to chime in if you have anything like this. He says, Kit Kats, mm-hmm. I have to separate the two sticks, bite it perfectly in half, and once in my mouth, I meticulously bite the chocolate off until it's just the wafer. Yeah. Peanut Mm M&M's. I have to eat two at one time, bite the chocolate off of the peanut very carefully, Mm -hmm. then eat the peanuts. Nestle's Crunch. I have to let all, yes, all of the chocolate melt off in my mouth until the crispy rice part is left. This guy is like my chocolate-eating twin right now. He's your spirit animal. Yeah. I He's will separating what's supposed to be eaten together, though. I'm not, right. I'm not into this. There are some of the things he does that I concur with, and there are other things that I would murder him for. <laughs> right, what are your examples? So, no, I agree with the Kit Kat. I, I like the, the Kit Kat. And, and to me, I always consider the Nessie's Crunch thing, Preston, kind of an experiment mm. to just reduce it down, to take the chocolate off and see, and get down to the, um, to the, uh, the crunch. Right. Uh, however, I think in Kathy's um, defense, I believe, yeah, that those tastes should be done together. That's what you're going for. But there's a, some some candies you sort of play with in, in I, your well, mouth. What, what, Do you what know what I'm saying? Yo, totally. Yeah, and yeah. I'll give you an example. So, like he says with the peanut M and M's. Now, most of the time, yeah, I just throw them in my mouth. Yeah, agree. But uh, there will be times where I will carefully crunch down on the outer candy shell, break it apart. Uh, suck all the chocolate off, Casey. Mm-hmm. And remove the nut. Until there's just the nut in my mouth. Do you ever bite it in half and attempt to extract the nut in your mouth? 
Oh, yeah. So that your mouth is full of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. You're saying? Yeah. That's a you, fun you, game. You, you, you've you've it you basically uh. bite it. You bite it. You basically have bitten the uh, peanut M&M as much as you can in half so that a portion of the nut now extends yeah. out. Yeah. With your front teeth. And now not... you're going to try to extract it. No, I've not done that. Where it comes out it. as like almost like a chocolate cup. Yes. Basically. And no. you can't uh, you can't use your molars for that activity. Yeah. Oh, yes, you can. You can use anything in your teeth. You can't. No. Oh, yes, Incisors yes, are can. more You're allowed. are are more uh, detailed. Surgical, they're, they're, yes, they're more surgical. Thank they're you. the yeah. scalpel of the uh, dental world. Right. Mar- I mean, Marissa listen, brought if in you some l- peanut M and M's. Oh, to us right if you now. look at the bag, <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the bag, I mean, they've even uh, there's a picture of the peanut M and M. The way to me. you are speaking, Steve. Yeah. Whereas yeah, he's, he's right. Half, yeah. Yep, right, he's so, correct. Right. So what I would do here is exactly I would, and Nick, you'll agree. Yeah. Get it to that point and then attempt to extract the nut in my mouth. Yes. That's, want, what, he, I, that's what this I guy is saying. Huh. a lot of nutting in my mouth here, so uh, <laughs> that's what I go for. Also, and, when you don't do it. That's a game, though. I've, it is a game. I've had to have what Preston said, a couple of handfuls of regular before I go sure. in. Yeah, you need a meal first, and then that's an activity during the meal. And if you accomplish it, it's a victory. Absolutely. <laughs> We're getting a number of, uh, of texts. Feel free to call in with these, 215-263-WMMR, although one person texted and said this guy's a wackadoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I don't like that he's separating everything. But but there are a lot of people that are concurring and uh, offering up examples of themselves uh, and what they do. Like one person said that... Um, uh, wait a minute. Where was it? Oh yeah, I eat the pretzel part off of the of the cheese on combos. Oh sure, oh, yeah. even absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes really? I try to suck the cheese right out of the hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds gross, right? Yeah, it does. It does yeah. But it sounds may I, yummy. May I open time. these, by the way? Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Jace bites M and M's in half. A uh, little bitty regular every, plain M and M's. Every single one. To to remove the shell. From the I chocolate? Don't think he's remo- I, he think he's, I think he's just eating half of it. and then eat- So if whenever he eats M&M's, there's like a mess because some of the shell will just <laughs> fly all over the place. I'm like, who makes a mess you when know. they eat M&M's? Right? It's the, one of the most self-contained <laughs> foods you can yes. eat. Right. Yeah. right. All right. Let me go to some calls while I'm eating my yeah, yeah. chocolate peanut M&M's. <laughs> Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Not much. Got a couple of weird everything happens, but for candy, uh, with the Reese's peanut butter cups, mm-hmm. I will always eat the brim of it first just to leave like that center sandwich. Yeah, and then yeah because you get more peanut butter as a result. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Can you break? Can you break that down for me a little bit more? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. So the, you know how there are the ridges on the outside right, of the right. peanut butter cup. You extract a ridge. No, no, no. You you just sort of chew the ridge first, right? Yeah. Delicately. Right. And then when you've done that, you have now reduced the chocolate to peanut butter ratio. So therefore, is more peanut butter to chocolate, you. and yeah. therefore your next bite, which uh, Mike, if I'm not mistaken, should be the entire rest of the peanut butter cup, right? That is exactly correct. Good man. Right. I you do are, the same thing correct. with my Thank peanut you. butter candy cakes, the tasty cakes. Uh, eat all the ridges off. Then I peel. You take the wrapping off. I do. Yeah. Yeah, because right. I don't want to eat the plastic. But then I remove the chocolate and peanut butter from the candy cake. All right. I eat the cake, okay? And then I do that to the other one, and then I make a peanut butter and chocolate sandwich. Courtney has a very specific way of eating her Reese's peanut butter cup. Let me go to her. Courtney, good morning. Good morning, it. Good, good morning. morning, it. What's up, Courtney? So I do uh, something kind of similar to Mike where I bite the ribs off of the ends of the Reese's. Yep. Um, but I also pull off the rest of the chocolate so that there is 
no chocolate with the peanut butter, and I eat the peanut butter clump afterwards. Interesting. I love peanut butter and chocolate together, but there's something so satisfying about getting the rest all of it. So okay. you, 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 for you, the the joy would become would be uh, having a uh, the a peanut butter um, experience sans chocolate at the end of the eating, right? Yeah. All right. It's uh, so good. Have Excellent. you guys, I, I don't know if you guys ever did this. I did this years ago. It was kind of a thing. My brother and I would do it. You know, ring dings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What, remind me what they are again. Chocolate-covered um, uh, cakes, round cakes. They look like hockey pucks. Yeah. And in the middle. Oh, it's like a ho-ho. It's cream, like a ho-ho. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It, put a straw in. What? Yeah. And suck the. See if you could suck the cream the out. Cream out. <laughs> And then with a knife, see how much you got out when you cut it open. That's uh, great. If, if there is a uh, a cavern, oh, I love that. Yeah, I gotta try. They I mean, are, that's amazing. They're that. like the ringdings, by the way. The ding dongs, the ringdings, uh, the ho dogs. Well, ho hos are like yodels, right? Uh, the third. There's a bit of yeah. There's there's the ones that were like the hockey pucks. It's like uh, ringdings, 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 and, and ding dongs. And ding-dong. Right. Yes. All right what's and the... then there's docking. So then there was <laughs> like penis names, right? Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> yeah, um, ding-dong. Devil dogs were basically, um, they they did not have the chocolate on the on the cake. So it had the cream in the middle. It's okay. devil's food cake. It's it's a really dry yes. cake. Right. Uh, these other ones, the, the cake is a little bit moist. And what I ring, like to ring do. Ring-dings have moist cake. Ring-dings and ding-dongs have to go in the freezer. Have to absolutely positively before wow. I can even ever take I've never that done that for me. I would chill them, but I would never freeze them. Yeah, I, I've never done that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you get to eat all around the cream, and you have a cream at the end <laughs> on your face. Yeah, oh, all over your face. I have a uh, side question. Uh, did anybody try Twix's Easter candy this year? I no, did not. no. It was it was new to me, uh, and um, there was something magical about it. I, I don't know if the, like it was made with rabbit Steve, it was. I love a Twix. Yes, and it was, I, so do I. It was an Easter egg uh, shaped Twix. Oh, so the, the again for me, I think it's about the ratio. A lot larger of the cookie, larger oh, cookie, yeah, and, yeah. And, but more like um, uh, caramel than a standard. All Twix. right, uh, you had before you, uh, Nick, a Twix and a Kit Kat. Oh man, oh man, wish you go for because I think you and I are very Twix. aligned in this uh, adoration. Yeah, I think probably Twix, right? I think so. Yeah, okay. you guys, it's got the caramel. Yeah. Did you know that there's a salted caramel Twix now? I did not. It's amazing. Ooh. I'm a fan, and I used to absolutely rebuff. I despised. I loathed the concept of salted caramel, and now I embrace oh, it's it. Excellent. It's good. Yeah, it's wonderful. Let me let me go to. <laughs> Sorry, I, drift, I drifted off for a yeah, minute there. Hold on, let me go to Chris. This is, we're talking about an interesting way that you might eat uh, candy or any kind of food, whatever it is. But uh, Chris, you're on the air. Good morning. Yeah. Oh, play, play a case. That's the sauce tube. <laughs> From uh, Mac and Mancos. <laughs> Chris, what's up, man? How are you guys doing this morning? Doing what's up, buddy? So, so first off, uh, with the Reese's thing with Mike, I do the same exact thing, but I freeze it first. You okay. freeze it, and you think that makes it easier to extract that portion of the chocolate. Yeah, but I, I called in because the way I eat Starburst. I put the whole Starburst in my mouth, wrapper and all, and I unwrap it with my mouth. And my mouth. Wow. <laughs> wow. Dude, so that, that I've never heard. <laughs> It's a great exercise to please your wife. Too. Yeah, imagine, absolutely. Yeah, if yeah. you can unwrap a starburst, you can give good oral to your wife. That's like Isn't people that the same? Who, that's like people who uh, who will take a mouthful of sunflower seeds with the shells on them. Yeah, uh-huh. and you do that too. You yeah, do that too. Okay. Oh, yeah. I. Yeah, you put them in one side of your cheek. 
the shell you put the shell in the front lip and you put the seed on the right side of your cheek yep. and then you spit out all the shells and your whole right side's full of seeds. All right. Let me ask Thanks, you guys Chris. this. We're going we're gonna go on to the savory side here for a yeah, second. Sure. Ravioli. <laughs> Do you what about split it? the ravioli? Yeah. In your mouth, no. To extract the ravioli filling, just to see <laughs> whether if you it be do cheese it. or meat or to, whatever. Right, to what do it have you as delicately as you can, all keeping in mind this is to be able to provide better oral pleasure for your wife. Uh, no, I, I've never no. Okay, Ra- ravioli. I, I don't eat in a particular way. If it's very very large ravioli, like at a restaurant, I may cut it in half or like something a smaller. Like that. I'm talking like a, a chef boyardee, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah, I never did. Yeah, uh, that's dabble I've with ravioli that. that way. Interesting. <laughs> Going back to Twix, though, I do eat Twix um, a little bit differently. I think I will take a bite and then I will. Are uh, you walking while you're doing this? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. But if I really want to focus on what I'm doing, I have you to sit down. Yeah. Uh, but I will I will then separate in my mouth the caramel yeah. from the cookie, eat the caramel, suck the chocolate off, <laughs> suck it suck off. Suck it hard. Yes. And all the time. So with your, your fingers, you're tickling the bottom of the cookie, right? <laughs> That's right. And then I will finish... The, Don't forget the, the bottom. Do, you, do you ever do a caramel string while you're doing it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you get somebody else to do the other side with yeah, you, too, yeah, at the same uh, time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut butter twitch is also really good. <laughs> I just want to uh, submit that there. to the court. Case is a, a candy eating cuck. <laughs> you you eat it. I'm well, just going to watch you eat I will eat... So much candy, so that if I can prolong it, uh, maybe I will eat less, and maybe that's uh, why. That's your motivation. What I do, I understand that. And so what I did is, is um, I've been very good with uh, you know um, the sweet stuff recently. I I do like my treats, and I've been you know I'm like you, Preston. I'll do my my little Mm. post meals end of the day, right? So I had my I've had a chocolate bar that I've been breaking little pieces off, and I like to, I will just put it in my mouth and let it. Just naturally, you know, if I'm drinking tea or whatever with it, let that happen. And I can stretch that out for a while. So Mm -hmm. that's, it it gives, it gives the perception I've been eating it for a long time, though you haven't. So speaking of savory, my old roommate in college, it would take him like a half hour to eat a Slim Jim. Because he would savor that, because the Slim Jim is so small, and you could just tear right through it in, like, seconds. He would nurse it. He would nurse it because he loved the flavor of the right. Slim Jim so much. He would oh, wow. take a bite, and he would hang on to that for, like, okay. 10 I've minutes. never, and I know, um, I've never been a Slim Jim. Though oh, there are I used to be, like, crazy when I was a kid. But just jerky, I, them. Yeah. Like, who, what was the company that was bringing in the jerky for a while here that was... There were a couple different places. Really good. Yeah. Hang yeah. on, I'm going to go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, bud? How are you? Sorry to bother you at work. No, nah, okay. no. We want to hear about your weird eating thingy. <laughs> okay. So I eat my Kit Kat. So I eat one end, one little nibble off the one end, and one nibble off the other end, so it exposes the wafers. And I hold it like a corn on the cob. <laughs> and then I bite each side off as like a corn on the cob. Okay, so I, while, while, when you bite the ends off, is that so that you can sit, stick the tips of your index fingers to exactly. hold it and not get melted chocolate on your fingers? Like a Chinese puzzle? Correct. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And then I bite each side off, and then I do either the top or the bottom part. It doesn't matter. And I leave the middle wafer intact. And it's my little game to try to keep the middle wafer intact and get through the entire one stick of Kit Kat. At each time, without without destroying the inside 
wafer. It's and a little game that you I play. Mm-hmm. All right, I got it's you. My I like game. it. I, I, I like that, it. Anthony. Speaking, yeah. speaking of corn on the cob, so there 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 are two ways to do that. You do the uh, the typewriter, yes, which is back and forth. Or you do the rotating as you go across. Is there any other yes, there method? Is. I well, do. Oh, I, I, what is yeah. it? Well, I, I buck the system. I take a knife and I run it down and oh. I... Yeah, you can cut it off, but that's, that's not really eating corn right. on the cob. I know. It's, yeah, it's my not, daughter it's not likes it. And, and I, know, I know that's that's against <laughs> convention. So if you want a like perfectly eaten corn on the cob, right. uh, what you do is... You, I, I don't know if I can describe this properly, but you, you wedge Get the, the corn drunk. into... Uh, the, your bottom teeth, and then you can basically you can scrape, pull, pull it out completely, so that when your corn is done, it is completely there. There are no kernels in there. There. Are, so you're saying you put the entire cob in your mouth, no, and then pull it out as your teeth rake off the no, 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 so, no, no, no. no. So, so, so like in the bottom teeth, I got gotcha. your throat first, and then, right? and then you. <laughs> what, what, what you really have to do is you either, first you spit on your hand, right, yeah, right. Your hand. always spit, never lose. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what you have to do is you have to choose a side, whether it's going to be the um, the pointy side or or the uh, the butt, the sure. butt side, yeah, right. the ass and of the corn. Right. You chew that all the way around, yeah. right? And then you go, eh, and then you you, you got to uh, I don't know, like twist I, it. Not, so you're twisting. You're shaving, you're, what you're doing on. is shaving the corn off on yeah. your teeth. On your teeth. But yeah. you, you pluck it out. That and you sounds can pluck it awful. Out. That sounds like everything is getting caught in your teeth. In your teeth. But it's right. not. And that's, that's, that's the reason I don't it's, eat corn It's actually on the cob. tearing your teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> that's the reason you don't eat corn on the cob? Because yeah. it gets in your it teeth. It gets stuck in your teeth. So I what Casey you. is describing is like a nightmare to me. I, was so sure, I wasn't sure if there was another method where people like randomly took bites out as opposed to doing a nice, you know what I mean? As like a, a kid, bite, I used to do there, bite around, you know, make a little, uh, uh, little, you know, uh, checkerboard pattern or something like that. Did you do the typewriter as a kid on corner? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the way I do it uh, yeah, to yeah, this yeah. very day. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, was just curious because he had mentioned uh, eating corn on the cob. Quick question, Kathy. So you don't eat popcorn as well, then? I, right? I, re- I mean, okay. I will eat popcorn occasionally. Right. It has to be at home, so there's dental like floss available. <laughs> um, but corn on the cob? No, I mean, if, if it's already off of the, yeah. you know, oh, wow. I'll, I'll eat it, but I can't eat corn on the cob. Okay, here's a unique one. Ooh. I'm not familiar with this. We're going to Barbara. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Hi there. Hi. Um, Barbara. I do peanut butter cups. I melt them by putting them on top of uh, a toaster oven so that they don't get, like, burnt. So you put the whole package on top of the toaster oven. Okay. And and for a little while, let it get melty. Then you open up the package, and it's, like, sitting there all melty for you. And then you scoop oh. it up with the, you scoop it up with your fingers and you mush it all together and then I eat it licking it off my fingers. <laughs> you mush them up and then you lick it off of your fingers. Yes, I only I only do this in private. Do you have an OnlyFans okay. account? All right, that's what, that was my next question. Was who is around while you're doing this? Have you Never ever done that? Much. Have you ever done that in front of anyone? No. no. Thank no, you for sharing your secret. One with time us. with me, and it was wonderful. Oh, Regis, yeah, I love that. Do the chocolate thing. <laughs> do it. But now I, I, I can't do that any longer because I developed a peanut allergy about oh, five years. Oh, really? Man. You know what? So she, uh, though, Barbara, you bring up a uh, an interesting thing, and I do this. I, I, what a, do you have alternate ways of heating up things? So I get, I have my Quest protein chocolate uh, chip cookie. That I have, I have it after uh, around noon. In case I'm doing the intermittent fasting as well, I rest it on top of the receiver, 
in my uh, in the office. Yeah, he's just and enough. It warms yeah. it up yeah. just right. Hey, Barbara, question: Would you ever consider it doing that with any other candies? No, I've never tried it with anything else. Uh, since you're, you know, you have an allergy to, yeah. uh, uh, oh, to yeah. peanut butter. Yeah, it really sucks now because, I mean, I really love peanuts and peanut butter, but I can't, you know, I can't eat it. I break out in hives. Okay. Like, what about uh, like, a, like a Twix or something if you tried that? Well, that's a cookie in no, it, though. No, I do, but I, do like, I do like the melty, like, you know, chocolate melty. And that's technically the way you're supposed to eat chocolate. Like, you're supposed to let it melt. Like how like Steve was saying, like that like you you melt you let it melt in your mouth. You're not right. supposed to like chew it. A lot of yeah. people like yeah. it cold though. Yeah, yeah, they, do, yeah. they do. They yeah. do. I'm you, a, a warmer chocolate kind of guy. Though I'll tell you, where years ago I was a big fan of the um, uh, of the Baby Roots and, and actually more Milky Way in the in the freezer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good too. I like uh, Snickers in the freezer. Another thing you can do with the Reese's peanut butter cup that I used to do quite a bit, uh, and it only works when the Reese's is, um, I guess, room temperature or maybe a little bit warmer. Is if you want to save that peanut butter, you can actually push from the bottom. You push the peanut butter out through the top, Jeez. and then what? you have, uh, yeah. So now it's it's a, a hole like a donut, and then you eat the the edges, and then you save the peanut butter. Quick, quick question. I think we talked about it. Maybe you as the connoisseur did, Preston. Do they actually just sell the peanut filling? Peanut filling? Um, mm-hmm. We talked about that, and I don't. I, th- I think we I did. I think they do, don't they? You can order that. From the Reese's Pieces Cups, they sell the peanut filling. If they do, I need to buy that, because the Reese's peanut butter is not the same. Right. I don't think so. No. 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 All right, let me go to, let me see here. Yeah, I'll go to uh, Ryan next. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Ryan. Nutter bars. Nutter bars. Nutty bars. Nutty bars? The, the little de- Debbie? bars are chocolate, and they got the, the wafers that are separate, layered throughout the whole thing. Right. If you take your thumb and carefully push on the side of the first layer, you can separate it. But if you do it careful enough, it won't break, and the peanut butter will stay flush, almost like a topping on one layer of wafer. And yeah. Individually, and then continue to do it throughout the whole wafer. And instead of just shoving the whole nutty bar in your mouth and it's gone, it lasts way longer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can see that there's a lot of work, but sometimes, again, we've talked about the way, you know, it it shouldn't make sense that it tastes different or that it's a little bit better since it's all still the same thing, but it does. It's an underrated candy. I agree. I I was, I didn't even, now that we pulled up these pictures, the the nutty Mm -hmm. buddy. That's yeah, a good bars, one. Yeah. Little Debbie's. Um, is it a candy or is it a cake? That's, That's a great a question. question. Did you say that your own question was a good question? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, so Why wait for someone else to observe that? <laughs> I'm really asking great questions today. This sounds. Uh, this is interesting. I'll, I will go to Gene next. Hi, Gene. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, I Gene? Have, I have a the perfect end of day meal, which is. Um, not only will it uh, save you from gaining weight, but it also helps with your reflux. Okay. And what what I do at the end of the day is when I get in bed, I grab two or three Tums. You have to vary your milligrams. It's a little scientific. Tums, uh, okay. But while I'm watching TV or something, I will just chew off the most minuscule piece of each Tum, and it takes me lo- just to get the, the flavor. So you're getting flavor, and, right. and you can... Each one can last you like 10, 15 minutes. Wait a second. Is, is this our friend Gene Beretta? 
Yes. Gene, okay. I, I knew only you could come up with a way to eat Tums in a, in, a, in a slightly erotic fashion, too. Right, but it's perfect because you're getting all the flavor of any kind of sweet, mm-hmm. but it's nothing fatty, and it helps with reading. So Gene brings up a good thing as far as in the realm of, of uh, and we talked about people who like with the uh, the, hall, the halls. Uh, the uh, the lozenges mm-hmm. uh, that uh, are you eat them as candy. Well, my son brought me. Uh, a, a, it was a revelation that I was not aware of. Um, you guys remember with Luden's coffee? Yes, uh, right, absolutely. Apparently, and my son told me this, and I looked it up, and it seems to be legit that there is there is no medicinal quality to Luden's cough drops. No, at all. It's simply really? a candy. It's straight up candy. Yeah. Uh, you I can like look the cherry flavor. Like. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I would eat it as candy. My parents are like, you're eating, you know, that's medicine. Right. Those are cough drops. Yeah. But I think that there's no medicinal property to no, them but at all. You could bring them into school and eat them during class and not right, get in trouble. Right, because they weren't candy. Could, could, you, could you OD on Tums? Uh. Uh, I'm sure at some point it's not yeah. going to be good but for I mean, your body. Gene, would you have any idea if you can have too many Tums? You probably can, so I cut it. I usually take the seven. <laughs> you go, do you go to support group? <laughs> I, uh, I usually go for the 750 milligram ones, not a 1,000. Yeah, I, I need these 750s. Oh, we're out of those, sir. Uh, no, I, I, Tums always, to me, was like, uh, to me, reminded me of the candy ra- Razzles. You remember? Mm-hmm. Razzle? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah gum Razzles, candy. a gum and a candy. All right, I, 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 I like it your thinking there. Though. Yeah. All right, thanks, man. Good to hear from you, Gene. <laughs> you too. Uh, all right, wait a minute. I pulled up Luden's. Is Luden bland, Luden's brand cough drops are uh, demulcents, meaning a swelling or irritation reliever and mild oral anesthetic. The active ingredient uh, is pectin. Oh, pectin and, and is pectin you find in, in everything and all kinds of stuff. So that's it. That's pectin. That's all that you get. Uh, as far as an active ingredient. Uh, but the original menthol and various honey flavors contain menthol, uh, which is an oral anesthetic about- or irritant reliever. But the other one, the the the, uh, the cherry one, is just pectin. Ricola. Right. I love the Ricola, the, the, the yeah. honey. Right? And that's got to be just a candy. I, I, what, what medicine is Ricola? Ricola? Yeah. I think it's got, I don't know, we'd have to look Heroin? But, but maybe it's got cocaine in it, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, and we, we can only do one more case because we got to stay on time I for know. concert cash. So let me go to Pat. Hey, Pat, good morning. Pat, you're on the air. That was we on hold for so long. Yeah, uh, can't eat Skittles together. Has to eat the same color at a time. I <laughs> oh, can see that they yeah. have, they're they're I different agree. flavors. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't like lime and and strawberry together, then you would separate those. I can clearly see that. A yeah. game that you can't play by yourself. You have to play with your children. Is see if you can guess what color you're eating, and it has to obviously can't be M and M's because they all taste the same. But when you uh, like the gummy worms and all that stuff, yeah. Um, they definitely have a different flavor. Oh, but unless you want to play with a mirror. <laughs> Speaking of that, Rochelle uh, found out the other day she was so excited that uh, there's a brand of gummy bears that she absolutely loves, and they have finally started selling them in separate flavors. Like she could get all pineapple oh. gummy bears. It was a particular brand, and it, I don't remember. Is, is which it one. the original, like the Hibro or whatever that? Abro. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think okay. it was Abro. I think that's it. Do they make uh, honey? I don't know. Gummy, gummy bears? They may very right. well. But but anyhow, they, they are now apparently selling them uh, in single Interesting. Flavors, which was, uh, she was excited about. So, all right. Um, well, with all this chat, and thank you for your calls, by the way. We do appreciate it. And thank you to Kyle, who got us started with the email saying yeah. uh, the various ways that he eats very specifically certain candies. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. 
after a long break, one of our favorite musical features returns. Pierre Robert hosts an intimate conversation and musical performance as WMMR presents an MM Archive session starring the Revivalists. Friday at 2 p.m. for what promises to be an outstanding session. The first event in our brand new performance studio with MMR favorites, The Revivalists. Sponsored by Concord Music, C3 Management, and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. They had some odds and ends if you want to. Whoa! Really? But that's uh, that's the proprietor, right? Odds and ends. Found ourselves with a little bit of time before we talked about Bellinelli, so yeah. why not take a walk over to the general store and see what proprietor Preston Elliott has on the shelves? I... Not a lot, because there's not a lot of deliveries these days. This is teaching true. teenagers to try big rigs. That's right. So uh, this product just came in. You guys are going to love this. Oh, I love it. Yeah, baby. Oh, is this uh, an unboxing video? It is a rejuvenating face mask. Do you use uh, face masks, Kathy, from time to time? Or do you like just show? do the semen thing like we mentioned? Oh, no, stop. I don't do that. Uh, this one isn't gross. Yes, so. I will, Preston. Okay, so we we use them at our house from time to time. Oscar Meyer has announced <laughs> that it is partnered <laughs> with a Korean beauty company That's called great. Soul Mamas. To create a fast ma- face mask for anyone who remembers the days as a kid when you would bite holes for the eyes and the mouth in a oh slice God, of bologna <laughs> and then held it up in front of your face so you slapped it right on it. You know, they paid tribute to this in the uh, the beginning of Mean Girls when uh, she's going through the cafeteria and they're showing all the different groups. Yeah. And one of the guys is bitten the hole through the thing. Oh. For his mouth. Yeah, the whole damn deal. There you go. Yeah. You would do that, really and funny. then the bugles, you'd yeah. pretend like it was a little horn. <laughs> oh, and then Pringles would be duck lips. Duck and, lips. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that you can play with food and make bologna was one of them uh the masks uh are with a hydrating and restoring hydrogel uh that promotes skin elasticity improves hydration and moisture retention and offers other in- anti-inflammatory benefits and uh, provide protection for the skin as well. uh-huh. yeah. um i also have like the you know you can just do the under eye or whatever but right. um Last year, um, I got these iced blue balls for my face. Oh, my God. Okay. Start that sentence over yeah, again yeah. real quick. Um, they're amazing, though. They really are. I'd like to purchase some iced blue balls for my face. Well, okay, you're going to have to describe them. Uh-huh. Um, wait, you know Extra what? Extra wrinkles. They're glass balls. with. Uh, they each have a handle on yeah. them. You put them in the refrigerator. They have water inside them or some sort of substance. Think that you just rub them on your face, press it under your eyes, wherever you uh-huh. might have some inflammation. So these are medicinal balls. They are medicinal blue balls. It reminds me of, Steve, you know, in uh, boxers. Yes. Uh, when they go to the corner, yes. sometimes they'll take this yeah, yeah, metal yeah. iron, yep. essentially, that they've dipped in, in cold water, and they hold it up to, to bring the, the swelling down yes. yeah. of any place they've gotten same, punched. Same thing, yeah. The bologna-colored uh, light pink face mask will either harken back to childhood or terrify anyone in the vicinity that has had uh, skin on your face eaten off by Hannibal Lecter. Uh, no word on whether uh, the quintessential bologna smell or not. No, um, I hope not. Yeah. It's funny, my um, my youngest uh, daughter, she's 12 years old, and she has already started uh, doing, doing this. Uh, Actually, it's probably a good regimen. idea. Yeah, she's yeah. doing, uh, you know, moisturizing. She has little face mask thingies. Uh, she started wearing perfume. I'm like, you're in seventh grade. Like, I was in seventh when I started wearing perfume. <laughs> uh, listen, that's that seems to be about right. How yeah. old were you when you put on cologne? Um, I was like in sixth grade when I started really? wearing. Yeah, that young. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think I was until like I uh, was late high school. That's about when I really started to become interested in the opposite. Yeah, notes. you know what? 
Jovan Musk, I remember having like Jovan Musk was like a big thing back in sixth, seventh grade. What about Car Noir? Car Noir was obviously. Yeah, yeah. Car was college for me. Absolutely. There was a girl on my diving English team. Leather. Who English leather. Jo- yeah, she loved Jovan Musk. So okay. uh, I made sure that I had that on. Stetson. Uh huh. Stetson. I know we. Yeah. I know we've done it before. But I would like to do it again sometime because I've talked to some people over the weekend about um, how I think I could identify, I could identify brute, uh, mm. old spice, All right, so- um, English leather. I could still probably drink car. I could probably pick that oh, one. We are going to do this then. Okay. So next week we will do the way Kathy had tried to okay. identify foods. Mm-hmm. They say the ability through smell mm. to recall things is pretty <laughs> accurate. So I'd yes. be curious to see what you could do. I think so I could do it. You have obsession up there on the, uh, on the monitor. That was my dad's scent. Okay, well, uh, and so I have a small bottle of that just to kind of like throw it, it back a little. That bit. would mess me up then, because uh, a girl that I dated for a long time <laughs> wore Obsession, and so now when I smell it to this day, it automatically makes me think of There's, her. But uh, I just wouldn't want to th- confuse that memory with Casey's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the ones that I wear are uh, Pleasures by Estee Lauder that my wife picked it. It's what she likes, yeah. and so I wear it for her. And then Dolce and Cabana. Okay. I have three different scents, and I'm thinking about adding a fourth to my repertoire. Ooh. Yeah. What are you kicking around? Uh, t- to tell you the truth. Something for your sassier side? Uh, <laughs> I like the scent that my son went with. He went with the this Versace um, scent. So really? I, sometimes Versace? Yeah. So sometimes I bop down to my son's room. I'm like, you know, uh, it's which is the opposite. Um, yeah. No, he just makes that sound and then walks out. Yeah, that green your dad? Everybody okay? Yep. My dad stutters. Eros, is it? <laughs> um, Can you come down for dinner? Wait, does anybody remember Jupe? Yes. Oh, yeah. God, I hate the smell of Jupe. That was, um, yeah, so my boyfriend in college mm. wore that. Oh, so gross. that was like, uh, oh, I loved it. Oh, really? I can't that stand was, it. So Nick, like you, that would be like that. It's that an automatic trigger. You know, yeah. it's, it's really remarkable. Like if it, uh, scent works this way in your nose, like it just how much it puts you back in that place. Yeah. So I had uh, sat down at a poker table one time. I think it was at Parks or something. And the guy next to me smelled great. And I was like, I gotta ask this guy what he's what he's doing. I want to kiss him. I want to kiss him. I want to kiss him. I thought about maybe doing a little bit less creepy, uh, but I had to wait. Can I kiss your neck? <laughs> I didn't even ask. I just started nuzzle here. I just for a while. nuzzled my nose in the Listen, side of his neck. There's oh. a hotel right in here. Oh, this, is, oh. this is heaven. This is great. All right, I just remembered my regular the, the scent that I probably wore the longest, and you know what? I wouldn't mind getting again. Uh, was a uh, a scent called gray flannel. You guys gray flannel. That I, do. I do. I do. I really yeah. like that. What about uh, was it blue Copenhagen? I'm not sure. No, blue waffle. Blue waffle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clinique happy for men is the longest uh, scent I've had. Nick, probably. can you see if gray flannel? My grandmother used to wear gangrene. <laughs> Oh, wait, she just had gangrene. Gangrenous. smell rotting flesh. <laughs> Kathy, did your uh, mother ever use Jean Nate? Yes. Do you remember Jean Nate? I remember Nate? Jean Nate. They, they did commercials for it. It yeah. wasn't necessarily a perfume, but it was a, 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 I don't even. An anal rinse. It was an anal rinse. <laughs> well, you know how stinky a butthole can get. Um, no, I don't know how you would classify it. It's like a like an aftershave. Debbie, the reason I wanted to bring you into the office is <laughs> you other office workers are complaining about your butthole. <laughs> May I recommend Gina Tay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, anyway... I don't know how we got started. Where, where did I start with We were talking uh, about, what were we talking uh, about? Face masks, and face then masks. I went into beauty uh, regiments, and then yeah, And colognes. Um, all right, well, anyhow, uh, let's move along. I did have uh, another odd, and, and you know what? Um, this is interesting. 
Since we're in the general, we're in the general store. We're going to talk about the Dollar Tree chain. Yes. Oh yeah. After 35 years of cut price uh, uh, stores, uh, they, uh, I'm sorry, chain of cut price stores, uh, they have changed his policy from everything is a dollar to everything is a dollar twenty five. Wait, I okay. I was just there the other day. Yeah. I okay. I went looking for something. I wanted to get it on the cheap, and I noticed that all the Valentine's Day stuff was a dollar twenty five. And yep. I was like, wait. And I almost wanted to be. I'm like, I'm not going to be that person, but. I I almost wanted to say, well, I thought it was the dollar store. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kathy noticed. I yeah. Oh, music. Uh, so yeah. here's the deal, man. Either, either they were going to eventually have to raise the price a little bit, or they were going to have to just keep selling cheaper stuff. And you can't. You, know what I mean? you, can't. St- you can't get cheaper than the the, no. the dollar store. But the, it's be- they're feeling that the same stuff that every getting stuff into the store. Everything is being raised uniformly around. So sure. yeah. and then finally they had to say, well. Still a dollar twenty-five. So Dollar Tree is actually the last of the cut price chains to abandon the once common dollar store identity. Dollar stores were where you would go for votive candles yeah. and yeah. Uh, confetti, loose leaf reinforcements, confetti. My, my mom shops there. Balloons for, for um, like uh, disposable products. Jacar. Paper plates. Well, jacar. No, like yeah. paper towels, um, toilet paper. Yes. Uh, you know, tin foil, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, pregnancy test. Yep. True. Honestly, remember we talked about the pregnancy test at the yeah. dollar store. I saw them at the checkout. Yeah. Get so it. And now they're $1.25. 125 <laughs> So that's what the prices have changed. All right. All right. That's enough. Because yeah. on the line. We've been so excited to have her on this morning because each and every one of us here in this studio love this gal. And uh, we love her son, too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, play, my God. Play the MMRBQ. Amazing. Blew us away. Really nice kid and is just super duper talented. So uh, she got a new memoir out. It is called uh, Enough Already Learning to Love the Way I Am Today. Please welcome this morning Valerie Bertinelli to the program. Hi, Valerie. Good morning. Good morning. How is everyone today? Doing very well, actually. We're very excited to talk to you. Pregnancy test. <laughs> <laughs> did you know you could buy them at the dollar store? They're only a dollar. I did not know that. <laughs> you can also buy drug tests as well. Like uh, just, I think just for marijuana. But I figure well, I like. Have any eggs left? So I'm not going to need. One. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that yeah, Valerie's yeah. ship has sailed in that department. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you never know. Hey, listen, Valerie. At the top, we mentioned your son. We mentioned Wolfgang. Uh, he played our summer uh, festival show. Uh, last year, and wow, congratulations to you and, you know, uh, Ed, who obviously did such a great job at raising a great kid. That's got to be so fulfilling for you. Oh, he came out great in spite of me and Ed. <laughs> <laughs> now, but listen, and, and, and going through, you know, uh, a marriage that ends and, and having to co-parent that way can sometimes lead down a, a, a bad path for someone. You guys obviously did the right thing. So we were just, we just thought he was fantastic. Oh, thank you. I, I, I couldn't be more proud of him. I'm just so happy for him. I'm, I'm happy that people have loved his music because when you're a musician, you know, you're going to put your heart and soul out there. And he's done that. And people have been very accepting. I mean, he was nominated for a Grammy for Unbelievable. I mean, come on. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Out of the gate. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Out of the yeah. gate. Yeah. But, you, but, you know, and, and, and reading about the book, and I'm, I'm definitely going to, uh, to, to get it. I love, um, I love celebrities and people that I've grown up with, you know, hearing about the, the, the background and, and so on and so forth. This is a, not a full comprehensive, but it's, it's a peek into stuff that you've gone through. And you, you talked about, um, you talk about, you know, um, Ed himself was, was um, he, he felt he was not living up to his game as far as parenting at some point. And you guys, 
You guys were able to pull off something, though, where despite the split, you, you definitely had what was that soulmate sort of dynamic working, and, and you've been very candid about, you know, would we have gotten back together? Would we have, have not have? And, and it seems to be something that you're constantly going back and forth with. Does it hurt to think about that? Is it comforting to know that you guys are in such a good place that you could have perhaps entertained getting back together at a point? It was very comforting to know that we were in a good place. We, Ed and I have been through a lot together. Um, he was very angry at me um, when I first left, so it was nice to come back to a place where we, ha we had a lot of peace with each other and um, we enjoyed each other's company again. I don't think we would have gotten back together again. I just... There's, so I felt more of a, a love for his soul, for his kindness, for the true person that Ed was when he wasn't drinking and, and doing drugs. He was really a lovely, lovely human and um, when he wasn't in pain. So I, I, I just, I don't know. I think I just felt like a, a motherly, sisterly, mm. intense love for him. I just, I, I adored him. And I'm, I wish we had more time because... Yeah. We yeah, a good time near the end. There's something special about relationships like that. And you're also very candid also about uh, you were a spokesperson for Jenny Craig for a while and had a, had a you know, a, um, a, a, a weight drop. And I remember you were on the cover, I think it was People Magazine in a bikini and, and, and all of this stuff. But at a certain point, you made the decision to be happy with your body and, and really go for body positivity. And, and that seems to have really changed your life so much for the better. It has, because I, I think too many um, people, and I'm not talking about just women, men as well. Yeah. I think we, we grow up thinking that we're unlovable when we gain weight. And I know because there were certain instances that happened in my life that I believe that in my soul. And it's, it's just a big lie. So it, trying to get rid of that and, and, try, and being a part of the diet culture and, and how damaging it can be. I mean, diets do work when you're on them. Mm -hmm. But if I never did the work for my emotional health and my mental health right. to kind of keep that weight off. And so now I'm just, if the weight comes off again, great, because I'm still going to eat healthy. I'm going to still move my body. But if it doesn't, I can't walk around for the rest of my life not liking myself because of the way I look. That's just not, it's not sustainable. That's a very sober approach to, to it because with apps and Instagram and, and people putting on these filters that make them look flawless, it's even that much more. Right, right. Why, when are we going to just accept ourselves for who we are and, and we can live much more freely that way. I can't worry about what someone thinks of me anymore. I have to worry about what I think of myself. Am, am I being a kind person? Am I being respectful? Am I treating people the way I want to be treated? That's what's important, not the way I look. Yeah, exactly. Listen, you have a uh, uh, you you have a, a, a great relationship with food as well, and, and cooking and, and recipes, and and uh, your work with uh, Food Network and everything. And I would imagine it's got to be hard <laughs> being around. I know it would be for me because I'm a foodie as well uh, to to stay eating healthy. But all that yummy stuff that you want to dive into, man. Oh. But nothing nothing should be off the table. I'm um, because it's all about you just. As long as you don't abuse anything, I, yeah. I have found, I mean, my danger is snacking unconsciously when I'm feeling emotional. I don't want to feel feelings. Right. But just eating a regular meal, I can tell when I'm full. I can tell. It's, it's the, the way I emotionally abuse food that huh. I'm trying to fix. But coming up with recipes and, and being creative, that's what makes my heart sing. It's fun. It's fun to share that. So I'm not going to deny myself the love that I've always had for food and the way I was brought up. Loving food and food is love. 
I'm not going to deny that anymore just because I have to look a certain way. Right. I really believe that when I get my head and my heart on straight, my body will follow. I'm yeah. just, and I'm just in the process of doing that. That's a great philosophy. Hey, I wanted to let you know uh, that, uh, you know, uh, both Steve and I have, have crushed on you for, for, oh my God. for decades. Oh, oh my and God. And you have a, a legion of new crushes because uh, <laughs> someone in our video department, Nick Murphy, who works here, was telling us about how old is Desmond, his son? Like seven, seven years old? Seven, seven years old. Has a total oh crush goodness. on you, Valerie, from your kid's baking show. Like a diehard fan. When he found oh, out you were going to be so on our show sweet. this morning. Yeah, when he found out you were going to be on the show, he really wanted to be here. And we're like, we're like, oh, man, he's, he's she's going to be on the phone. And he really wanted to meet you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please give him a kiss for me. Oh. <laughs> That's got to be very cool with the kids and, and, and bringing something that you love and being able to have such success with your cooking shows. Uh, that's got to be really cool. Oh, it's fabulous. I, I just, I, I adore those children. And I, I love that they love baking. I love that they love being creative. It's such a great outlet for kids. And some of them are so amazing. And all the kids that watch it, you know, it gets their creative juices flowing. It's just, it's a really terrific, fun job. And I just, I love hanging out with Duff. Uh, Valerie, you're, you're, uh, the memoir, Enough Already, the, the subtitle is, is uh, Learning to Love the Way That I Am Today, and you, and you touched on that a little bit. And so um, you're, you're hoping to, to share that philosophy with people through the book out, outside of just you know, learning about the, the things that you've been through? For sure. I, I write in the beginning of the book that there's a lot of me's and I's in this book, but I really want people to replace it with themselves and identify with the stories. I mean, some of the you know facts may be a little bit different, but the emotions are all the same. We all go through things. I mean, losing parents, losing a loved one, yeah. um, marriages, divorces. These are all universal things that we go through. And I just wanted people to not feel so alone. And I hopefully they can read it and not feel alone and also maybe work through it the way I've been able to work through it. I love I love that impetus for the book. I mean, that, it, it, reaching out to help people because sometimes it just you just need to see, to, just knowing other people are going through a similar thing really does make a difference. We'd be remiss if exactly. we didn't bring up uh, Betty White. You worked with her. Uh, and uh, I assume when you're looking at someone who leads a fulfilling life, you can't do much better than Betty White. No. She was an angel on earth. She, she she was such an amazing human being. Forget what an amazing actress she was and a comedian. But she was just a really good human. And oh. she left us all a gift. I loved Betty dearly. Yeah, it's it's sad that we lost her, and uh, but she left so much joy behind. It's it's one she lived a hell of a life, an incredible life. Valerie, I also want to ask real quick while you have you on, we only have a moment or two. Uh, you lived in Claymont, Delaware. I mean, just a stone's throw away from Philadelphia. Absolutely, we spent a lot of time in Philly. Um, I was born in Wilmington, raised in Claymont. Um, before we moved, my dad worked for General Motors, and we moved a lot. Um, yeah, we we used to drive up. Um, God, where was it in the countryside up there outside of Philly? And um, go visit some nuns. That <laughs> <laughs> visit some nuns. Well, I used to come down to Wilmington and go to the biggest liquor store I've ever seen in the liquor world. <laughs> so. Good to know. Good to know. One was pursuing the Lord and the other one was pursuing sin. <laughs> was it a nun's uh, like retirement home by any chance? Yeah, it was. My mom was. works there. My mom volunteers every Tuesday and Thursday. Do you uh, the name of it? Yeah, it's like a, the Assisi House, I think, is what it's called, uh, by Newman University. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Is it St. Francis oh, of Assisi? Yeah. Near Aston? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, well, all yeah right, right wow. by Newman University. Valerie Bertinelli was visiting. Who wow. knew? <laughs>
We wow. need to go put a we need to put a marker out there. That's right. Yes. Bert Nelly's old haunt. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Well, listen, Valerie. If you ever do make it back home this way, come by because uh, Nick Murphy's son Desmond really wants to meet you, and we do too. I will. I will. <laughs> Good luck with everything. Uh, we're huge thank fans, you. and thank you for this time this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. Anytime, Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. Yep. New memoir. Uh, enough already. She's years ago. If I had entertained the notion, I'd be talking to Valerie Bertinelli. I mean, yeah. a massive crush on her. Yeah, I, she was like, she was the perfect gal back yeah. when. In in uh, and I was uh, you know preteen at that time, but she was young teenager on um, uh, one day at a time. One day at a time, and I just remember going, she is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember thinking, girl next door, beautiful. Girl next door, yeah. beautiful. And, and so that's and she ended and up then, at the rocker. And then you said, oh, okay, so you you hated the actor that played her boyfriend because he was her, or no in yeah. real life Scott Columby. Yeah, he was uh, a, the real life actor who played her boyfriend on the show. Yeah, and you know the guy from from uh, Caddyshack. He's the uh, the Italian, you know, the yeah, um, I forget his name. his name on the in the movie Denunzo or whatever. Yeah, Denunzio? No, no, or was it? All right. Anyway, yeah, but I hated him. Denunzio. Denunzio. Yeah. And uh, and then I hated anybody who was moving in on my girlfriend. But uh-huh. when she got together with Eddie Van Halen, I was done cool. deal. I was We're cool, cool with this. this. Yeah. I was totally cool with that. That that works. Yeah. Not Scott Columby. No. No. Eddie Van Halen, dude. That's yeah. a guy I'd like to talk to. You know the people that we've <laughs> that we've had on in the past, like yeah. Arnold Sanders. There's and, that uh, line where he's in, in the Caddyshack and. and uh, uh, oh, the tall guy, the golfer, uh, Noonan, is behind the, the, the counter. He's like, I guess you don't get no coke. Yeah. <laughs> and like that exchange, for whatever reason, every single time, floors oh, me. By the way, he's, he's good. He's, he's oh, actually terrific. And I, the only reason I disliked him is that he's moving in on my pretend girlfriend. <laughs> there's a scene where he says that to him, and uh, he calls him a jerk, and yeah. he goes and he goes to punch him, yeah. but there's a gate in between. Yeah. He punches <laughs> the gate. The gate. <laughs> and my, one of my favorite lines from him, though, is when uh, Lacey Andral, is, it's Caddy day at the yeah. pool, and he comes over and he just goes, "Hey there, mama." <laughs> He's got the reflector yep. shades on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we need to get Scott Columby on. Yeah, and talk to him about Caddyshack because he was just he was the the the, the greaseball character. Absolutely. What has he done lately? Uh, That's a good question. Let's see if he's alive. Yeah, yeah, he's still uh, alive. He's, he's still working. Well, no, uh, 2012 no. was the last thing he did. Uh, but we should we, we should pursue to, that. Try to check, uh, yeah. track him down. Uh, right. we, yeah, we, we need to make a, a 2022 list of these mm-hmm. peripheral because we love getting them on of that ilk. Right. I would love to uh, uh, to talk to him, and there's some other people that that fall in that category as well. Wow. Remember, remember when we had the gimp on? Yeah. Oh my God. We had the gimp. <laughs> it was a great interview. Yeah. The guy in the outfit, in the leather outfit, whose yep. face you never see, whose voice you never hear, other than <laughs> uh, was an outstanding interview. Find the person who can tell you more about what it was like to be on those sets. Yep. You know, like Kathy for Dirty Dancing. Don't go after the mains. Go after the supporting who could give you right, the stories, right, right. Yeah. you know? Totally. Well, Scott has his own website, and he's on social media, uh, so I'm going to send an email to management at scottcolumby.com right now. Let's try it. I'll, I'll bet you we have him on in 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. Scott, what are you doing right now? <laughs> 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 you want to buy a water bed? But, like, Adrian Zemed would oh, kind he of was fall. So oh, my he's, God. He's continued to have a, a, a bit of a career. One but- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Scott Halby, yeah, water bridge. You want one? <laughs> All right. Um, we're still in the general story. I think we can do a couple oh. more odds and ends if you guys are okay with yeah, that. Yeah, Because uh, I have a couple of stories. Okay, digital assistant, like uh, the Amazon Alexa and yes. the Google Home. 
are uh, parts of many people's lives, but how much people trust these devices varies. Uh, research I caught Rochelle yelling at Alexa the other day. Really? Really? <laughs> yes. What did was, that little bitch it do? It was so funny. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, the... You um, must be on the rack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's the no notifications. Right. So when you get a delivery, uh, and, and the one that really annoys her are the notifications of... Uh, so, uh, you know, three months ago, you ordered yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to... Or do you want me to order this for you? Like, and, and Rochelle was like... No, no, don't. stop it. Don't ever do this again. You know, she's like... But it's not going to understand that. So I told her, I'm like, you have to you have to go online. Go on the app. You have to, yeah, to, right. to fix that stuff. But it was so... But funny. I agree with her 1,000%. Totally. I, I don't mind the uh, the alerts. I like uh, to get my notifications. Um, even if it is that, I don't ever answer those or rate them or anything uh, through Alexa. Yeah. Um, but but there is something that's happening with my Alexa that I, <laughs> I can't figure it out. So she speaks to me in English, right. obviously. That's the language I speak. Except if I set an alarm, it wakes me up and then starts speaking to me in Spanish. You can, really? you can set yes. a preference for what language you would want. <laughs> but why but my, just for but the alarm? Just the alarm, Steve. Any other time I talk to her, she there are different back parameters for the alarm. Well, uh, what you can set, but what, you didn't tinker with it, though, right? No, but like something. I who bet knows? you Jace did. Well, that's what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Jace is constantly talking to her, so maybe there's something. But yes, it wakes me up, and then I think it starts giving me the news in Spanish. That's what I think it is. So. Here's the deal. The researchers from MIT found that people tended to think the devices were more competent and emotionally engaging if they exhibit social cues, like you were talking about, yes. the the, the, yeah. uh, uh, the pleasantries. I do like that. And that branding, specifically whether the manufacturer's name is associated with the device, has a significant effect on how uh, members of the family perceive and interact with various virtual assistants. The researchers say that these findings can help designers create voice user interfaces uh, that are more engaging and more likely to be used by members of a family in the home while also improving the transparency of these devices. So I have a situation where when I'm sitting in my living room, I am between two units. There's one that is in the parlor. Uh, yeah, we have a parlor. And my wife will use that when she's reading or if she's, you know, doing uh, yoga in there, whatever, you know. And so there's one also in the kitchen. And a couple of times it will ask me, is this the unit you wanted to respond to that oh, question, wow. trying to judge where I am in the room, you know, which is, uh, so they're, they're always trying to up this, the, uh, the, uh, the service. And I do appreciate more often than not, it gets it right. Yep. I will sometimes be rude to it. I'll be like, Alexa, shut up. Yeah. Does it, does it, <laughs> is it hurt? F off. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> acknowledge yeah, F off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, they're, they're, they continue to work on making those things a little bit more, Human life. Yes, yes, so nothing can go wrong. Right? My house has an intercom system that we never, ever, ever, ever yeah. use. And I, uh, do they have a way to just interface with, with that? Because these things are just, they're, they're holes in the wall now, or they have a little box well, on, the, on the wall. If you want to talk to your separate rooms, you, uh, I'll say, if I'm going to talk to my wife, and she's up in... Uh, Alexa, drop in Claire's room. Yeah. And then, then, and then it, now we're on a two-way. It would like, be nice, though. Like, you have though. a dot, yeah, like, yep. like an Alexa dot in, yeah. the, in the other room? Yep. It would be nice, though, if that, if Alexa, or I'm sorry, it was Amazon or something, made an interface that I could just, so I could take the intercom off of the wall and they put do. that they on actually the wall. Have, you know they actually have, what, I mean? what they have now, so I have the Amazon shows, which are the, the, mm -hmm. the screens, the bigger screens. I have the, the, the newest one is the one that will actually, if you're walking around the kitchen and doing something, the screen will follow you as you're as you're going, and you can tell it to not follow if you don't want. They also have one that's a version of that that actually goes on the wall, 
uh, that is basically like a small iPad that interacts, and you can do it that way. I think Casey's just wondering if he can patch it into his already existing. Oh, it was already existing you know, intercom. You know, intercom. That I don't know. My guess is Amazon's not going to relinquish proprietary hardware. Also, it's probably old. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's like the house was built in like 1990 or is something. Is it one of those twos like... You put your, you write the message. And <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Now we, yeah, we have a, we have an intercom. We, we still use it. You do quite a bit. Yeah. How are yeah. you kids gonna have you hear you having sex? Yep, it's that famous that uh, moment that happened in our household. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, we got to close up shop. Sorry about that because we got the bizarre file to get to. So we are gonna do that. Yeah, but thank you for stopping by. We do appreciate it. Stay put. We'll be back shortly. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. And the Bizarre File this morning is brought to you by CSB Media Arts Center. You can train for a career in broadcast media, web development, social media, marketing, and filmmaking at CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill. The website to go to is gocsb.com. That's gocsb.com. We will begin with this one. A man is being held without bond after he hid in his soon ex-wife's car and attacked her while she was driving. How big is this guy? Uh, Tommy Johnson mm. was charged with domestic battery and false imprisonment. Here she comes. Uh, Johnson, Any second now. Well, he was hiding in the trunk of the car. I'm in the glove compartment. And uh, <laughs> as she was, uh, as she got on the 95, uh, the woman near... The second mile- she reaches for a catcher pack, I'm coming out! Mile marker 96. Johnson <laughs> made his presence known by pushing down the back seat and crawling into the passenger. Wow. Because some trunks have that where you can yeah, push I have the seat in my car and get through there. It's so people I have in my trunk can come into the back seat. <laughs> uh, he began grabbing his wife and then she pulled to the side of the road amid the struggle. Johnson bit her elbow oh, man. and held her from exiting the vehicle before fleeing into the woods. Uh, state troopers who arrived uh, to uh, who arrived spotted Johnson walking near the tree line and they placed him under arrest. How about this? Authorities say a Panama City Beach motel guest tried to scare off deputies with a medieval battle axe. 
a knife, and a long sword. Wow. Uh, the sheriff's office reports that deputies responded to the Stingray Motel after management called 911 to complain that the guest was acting strange. For suit. When a, uh, de- I will smite you with my weapons and crap. When uh, a deputy <laughs> stepped out of his patrol car, officials say 33-year-old Terrence Croskery threw a battle axe and then a six-inch knife through the window of the motel room. Uh, deputies say that uh, Croskery then pulled out a broadsword and locked himself in the bathroom. Is it one of these medieval recreationist guys? They didn't say. Just, uh, just when deputies freak. finally got into the bathroom, they say Croskery was unconscious. Uh, the man was taken to a nearby hospital and a his dragon gave him all the information. Will be charged with uh, aggravated assault on law enforcement officers. Some of those can talk, right? Yes, so, absolutely. I, I saw a movie. That. It sounded like Sean Connery. <laughs> a California man lost more than twenty pounds by eating nothing but McDonald's for a month. Aha! Uh, Doug Logays Le- ah! Le- <laughs> from uh, San Diego. Uh, stuck with his diet for 30 days and lost 15 pounds, more than half of it, in the first week alone. Uh, he ate sausage and egg burritos for breakfast, chicken wraps for lunch, and salads for dinner. Next, See? But he exercised regularly. There you go. I uh, said, I thought if I could actually eat at McDonald's and lose weight, I'd incorporate the best of both worlds. I'm eating at my favorite place, and I'm losing weight. Uh, I would always go for the healthier option, but I would once in a while go for a chocolate chip cookie or the chicken McNuggets. Uh, but everything in moderation. He said, if you go there, there you don't always have have to order a Big Mac with a large fries. Obviously, this goes opposite to Morgan Spurlock. Right. Supersize uh, me. Supersize me, yeah. Do you think he just used a lot of Monopoly money? It's possible. <laughs> Malopity coupons? Maybe. Malopity? <laughs> hey, uh, I like the Malopity uh, coupons. Rib, rib yeah, shot, there uh, from Rip there? Yeah. If you had to said it correctly, it would have been a great show. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. It was a question. It was a rip on Nick. Uh, <laughs> you uh, held right. on to it the whole story, <laughs> too. Uh, <laughs> he said he did a lot of cardio <laughs> to lose the weight. It's okay. It's hard. You know, you take a baby steps. That's right. Malopity. <laughs> It was a great game as a kid. Remember Malopity? Yeah. I remember Malopity. <laughs> and the big bear on the package. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play that at the... The small kids. Uh, they, they play that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T-Mobile. T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-
kids calm down or I'll pull this car over yes, right now. Yeah. A Scarsdale mom who apparently was fed up with her 10 and 12-year-old girls fighting in the car <clears throat> was arrested after she kicked them out in downtown White Plains and drove away. Uh, Madeline Primoff was charged with endangering the welfare of her child when she came to police headquarters to pick up her younger daughter. In White Plains? That's really yeah. not endangering them. Uh, the 10-year-old told police said she had been arguing with her sister when her mother stopped the car, told them to get out, and drove off. The 12-year-old ran after the car and apparently caught up to it and was allowed back in. If you want to teach a lesson, make it the South Bronx. Uh, A passerby (laughs) who saw the younger girl crying bought her ice cream and contacted police who searched the area but were unable to find the mother. You can't leave your kids anywhere, though. Uh, A short time later, Scarsdale police notified police in White Plains that the mother had just called to report the 10-year-old missing. She was told the girl was safe and sound at the headquarters. Uh, she came with her husband and daughter, and they arrested her immediately. Of course. When she showed up. And that's it. We'll end with the uh, bizarre yeah. file. Well, all right, I got one more question. Yeah, why not? Yay! Let's bring your child to work day. <laughs> a sparrow used a lit cigarette butt from the pavement below as a piece for its nest and ended up burning down oh. a store in England, causing $375,000 in damages. Uh, the bird's nest was in the Look rain gutter. Birds up in the trees. On the roof of the shop, and when it dropped the lit cigarette into the nest, the store set on fire and burned to the ground. They could not save it in any way, shape, or form. Well, it was the, the person who didn't snuff out the cigarette, they're at fault. So was, bird uh, was only doing what the bird's supposed to do. Totally destroyed. And there you go. That's what I got in the B file. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where's Tubbs? Crockett's here in the corner. <laughs> Bill Weston. Are you busting on Bill Weston, yeah. man about town? Sneaking <laughs> booze as well. And I'm Sonny Crockett. All of a sudden. Yeah. There you go. I buddy. look over and Casey is giggling and uh, he's your fan. Bill's wearing a. Pastel. Are you wearing socks, Bill? Big a pastel shirt <laughs> under his jacket. Yeah. Bill, say hi to the webcam. It's yeah. right behind you. No, it's this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that one's on. All right. Anyway, that's what we got to be filed. <laughs> Sorry about that. We'll be right back. Stay down. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Mammoth WVH. Finger 11. It's me and you. It's you and I. Together I. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Keep you rocking on a Tuesday morning. And uh, Kathy is here with myself. By the way, I'm Casey Behind. Good to meet you. Uh, Preston and Steve are out today. And uh, Nick is out. Marissa's out. They'll all, we'll all be back tomorrow as a happy family. Uh, Pierre is also out. Uh, so Jackie Bam Bam's going to be coming in a little bit. So we are not going to do music news, but I will say that uh, Jackie does have a cool concert announcement that's coming up. And um, you will, you'll want to tune in to him because the announcement should be happening right around now. But uh, when he comes in for Pierre, he will do the announcement. So that little bit of music news has been brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. Trusted experts since 1939, A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. You can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, this morning, 
Before we out here, the trash is brought to you by Shock IT. Unfortunately, it's not a question of if your business will be hit by a cyber attack. It's a question of when. Be prepared by protecting your business with ShockIT.com. That's ShockIT.com. Well, Elon Musk and his kids had a special audience with Pope Francis last week, during which they chatted briefly and took sucksters. Afterwards, Musk presented the Pope with a Tesla Popemobile, which the pontiff was able to get up to 180 miles an hour. It's amazing. R. Kelly is suing the Brooklyn Detention Center, claiming that they have placed him on suicide watch, even though he has no intentions of hurting himself. Kelly says because of the restrictions, he missed out on a toilet wine mixer and the Sadie Hawkins dance. Oh, my God. He's just upset. And finally, Richard Gere selling his 50-acre Westchester, New York estate for $25 million. The compound comes with its own private beach, an island you can reach by rowboat, and a super private entrance known only to Kathy Romano. <laughs> That's your Hollywood track. It's a crush, you know. Yeah. Mm. All right. I saw this interesting uh, article uh, about uh, The Bachelor lifestyle. I guess this would go for anyone. I love ba- you. Ba- no. no, not that. Oh. <laughs> no, like single Just regular man. bachelors. Living alone. Single man. I'm alone. All by themselves. I love alone. Or a uh, single woman all by themselves. But actually, I think I think in this study it says that uh, that women who live alone do better than men who live alone as far as oh, happiness really? goes. Yeah. You know, that's funny because I would have thought the other. Yeah, I, I, I've known more I've had a lot of good female friends, you know, non-sexual relationships throughout my life. Uh, And um, I always found that when they were out of relationships and on their own, they were having a tougher time. That the the onus was on them, or at least they felt, to get back into a relationship as soon as possible. Mm. And I always took, you know, long breaks, you know, between relationships just to sort of clear the... Cleanse the palate, as it were, and I never had a problem being by myself. Right, right. Um, so research has previously shown that years of living alone can have harmful effects on a person's health, and a new study published Monday shows that at least one of those impacts may be particularly bad for men. Like what? Uh, the study looked at blood samples of uh, just under 5,000 participants from the Copenhagen Aging and Midlife Biobank to examine levels of inflammation. And according to the uh, leading researcher, uh, they said, we found a significant association between partnership breakups or years lived alone and inflammation, but for men only, uh, after adjustment for selected co-found, uh, uh, confounders. Uh, in women, we find no such effect. So huh. inflammation can happen in men from living alone, yet it doesn't affect women. What kind of inflammation are we talking about? Like physical. general. Like like, in your body? But that's like, I mean, that's got to be related to something. They're not just going to have inflammation. You got all sorts of inflammation going on. But maybe it's like stress or or whatever, or I guess loneliness maybe can cause it. Constipation? Uh, Constipation. Uh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Inflammation. Fortification. Master, well, you know, so yeah, so anyhow, yeah, um, yeah, you're never alone if you have a hand. The uh, the study, <laughs> this, is, this is Debbie, the study, uh, published in uh, didn't um, didn't uh, uh, Jackson Brown have a song called Rosie or something like oh, that? Oh, was it about his about his, yeah, his, his, his favorite his, hand, his pleasuring hand, no. I, perhaps uh, you know what, you'll have to yeah, we'll check on that. I don't know if it was called Rosie, it was but, either that or. Jerry Vale. <laughs> no, it was definitely Jackson Brown. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, he wrote a song about pleasuring yourself. It, it won't be in the system. Somebody's gonna have yeah. to research online. I, 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 well, it was so a, it's it was not a the deep pretender. cut. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's your left hand. I'm pretending it's a woman. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, Rosie. Yeah. Uh, Nick, it. see if you can pull up the lyrics. Hey, here, here we, we go. go. All right. May I read this? Yeah. yeah. She was standing at the load in when the trucks rolled up. She was sniffing all around like a half-grown female pup. She was hard to talk to. Looked like she had nowhere to go. So I gave her a pass and uh, so she could get in and see the show. Well, I sat her down right next to me and and I got her a beer. Well, I mix that sound on the stage so the band could hear. The the more I watched her watch them play. See, I thought I had heard it was about his hand. It doesn't uh, sound like it. And no, but me. Oh, oh, and uh, third letter again. And right. I love to use my hand to pleasure myself. No, but Rosie, you're all right. You wear my ring when you hold me there tight. Rosie, that's my thing. When you turn out the light. Uh, I got to hand it to me. Yeah. Um, looks like it's me and you again tonight, Rosie. That's it. So that, there you go. That's Money shot. That he might have been referring because to what? his own hand. Where's my ring? Yeah. Right. You know? But the, isn't it like Rosie Palm and her five sisters yes. or something yeah. like that's, that? That's exactly. it. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Um, well, anyhow. Uh-huh. Uh, so they said we found um, uh, the study published in the journal BMJ looked at uh, both years living alone and number of breakups because the end of significant relationships are often followed by periods of living alone, the researchers wrote. Looking only at divorces were not sufficient uh, to track loss okay. of partnerships because of the growing number of people who have significant relationships but do not marry, according to the study. So how, what was the longest you were ever alone as a bachelor? Living alone. Living, yes. Living not at home. Right. On by my yourself. Uh, own. With your Rosie. Let's see, 1992. Uh-huh. Well, I guess, yeah, the first person I ever lived with was Rochelle. Yeah. Uh, so I lived alone from 1992, so six years. Yeah. Yeah, about six years, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had but perhaps phases in and out between relationships over the course of years. Yeah, maybe more than that, you know. I felt like I did bachelor life pretty well. I did, too. There, I was definitely lonely at times when I was not seeing someone. Yeah. Uh, so I do remember being sad. That's when you draw the eyes on your hand. <laughs> yes. Rosie, Rosie, you are so bad. Hey, Preston. <laughs> How's it going tonight? Yeah. Uh, a, I like you. Uh, connection between... I like you, too. <laughs> Rosie, that feels good. Don't forget to warn me. <laughs> 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 you son of a bitch! You did it again! God damn it! I got it all in my fingers! That's in my hair! Oh, you're such a pig! Oh! <laughs> you love it, Rosie. Were you looking at my sister? <laughs> Lefty? Uh, a connection between feeling lonely and adverse health impacts uh, have have been well uh, documented. You know, uh, um, I would say that to this point, Preston, this, uh, this is a bigger point, too. And obviously the, the, the past two years plus uh, have um, sort of brought this into the light. Getting good at spending time alone, of having things to do, mm-hmm. and then having, you know, diversions and interests, that's, that's something that... Uh, you know, you, you kind of have to teach yourself how to do. Yes, you do. It'll, it'll serve you well in life. You most definitely have to learn how to do it. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, the, this study strengthens the link experts have seen between the nervous system and inflammation, which is a, a significant contributor to, contributor to heart disease, they said. Oh, you're all inflamed. Uh, the women who participated in the study did not show as strong an association between living alone or many breakups and inflammation. Uh, and they noted that might be... 
uh, partly be a result of the smaller number of female participants compared to males involved in the study. So uh, who knows that maybe they didn't study enough women. The- Kathy, how was your single game? If you when you were, I I never I never lived alone. Oh, I, I really? went to college and I had tons of roommates. I moved I moved from home to college and yeah. then after college I moved back home, and then from there I got married. Do you think you would fare well? Living, I mean, back uh, then, or is it? I can't even. I can't like to me. I it's not. I can't even think about. You know right. what I mean? Like, I think you would. I think you'd what like, I, that I would do well. Yeah, yeah. I think like you're pretty self sufficient at this point in your life, and like uh, you, you have all sorts of activities and uh, things. Yeah, to you decorate. would keep yourself busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's the yeah because you figure during the day. I mean, I'm alone all day after the show. So <laughs> not that you know I live alone. I know it's different, but yeah, like I never sit down. I'm is it kind of depressing going. though if you're the last person when they flick on the lights at Floral and Hardy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Oh, are you kidding? Closing I, time, Steve. I've closed that place down. <laughs> It's like last call. They got to activities. Yeah, they, they have to give me a last call when I'm there. Time to go, ma'am. I, I have found we're out of delightful things. <laughs> Kathy, I have found at this age in my life, I, like I need to be doing something all the mm. time. Oh, really? Like, I, yes. I my idle time, I, I don't look forward to. It. Like I'll sit down for you mean a time bit. you watch American Idol. Uh, no, no, not that idle time. Ideally, and 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 I'm like. I can't just sit here. I, mean, I need to go. I need to go play my drums, or I need to work Do on some, something. But is that because you don't want that, like just sitting there time, or is it because you're going to fall asleep? Because for me, I can't sit down because I'll fall asleep. Um, maybe, and also there's. Uh, I guess there's, like, I'm not that. I, I don't like to sit and watch TV. Yeah, you know what same. I mean? You yep. sit and watch a movie, though. You, you, I'll sit and you, watch you'll movie. binge shows. Yes. You certainly said that you've sat there for hours and watched shows. I like to do that with someone else. I okay. like to do that. Like, if there's something that Rochelle and I will watch together, yes. then I'm I'm in. But I don't like to be I don't like to be alone and sitting there watching TV. I, I can do why. that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've, I've actually, yeah, I'm yeah. very good at that because a lot of the stuff that I watch, my, my wife would just die. No. She lied to me, though, when we were dating and said she was into a lot of this stuff. <laughs> she wasn't. And then I found out it was the icicle scene in Die Hard 2 when he jams the guy's head up and she like nearly died. And I said, wait a second. You're not into this, are you? It's all but a ruse. So back to this study and inflammation and being single. The the average age of those uh, studied was 54.5 years old. And it's possible that the uh, impacts of the breakups and years lived alone would have continued uh, as the participants aged. So loneliness has been linked to reductions in health, well uh, being, uh, I'm sorry, to well-being and cognition, but living alone does not always mean being lonely. In recent years, research has shown that more people are not married and are living alone, and yet data revealed that loneliness decreased from age 50 to about the mid-70s. Thanks to dementia. No. No, no. That's a good thing. So people are finding things to keep them occupied. Uh, A diverse social network, as well as a sense of control over one's own life, had a significant impact on how lonely a person felt. For some, being single can actually be even an advantage, they seem. Okay, so it's not a doom and gloom here. It's just the way you process it. So the key differences between happy singles and unhappy singles... Beer. Generally, beer. No, generally depended upon whether they internalized stereotypes about being single or shrug them off. Yes, I can see that. Some happy single solitude was also offset by procuring uh, 
exciting experiences such as traveling or finding new hobbies. Uh, they use their time alone to replenish themselves and be more empowered by focusing on themselves in these moments. I think probably maybe the hardest time to be single is when the people around you are uh, starting families and things yep, like yep. that. Uh, because that becomes their life, their focus, mm-hmm. and maybe their their time is going to be limited to spend socially with you. It can muck up things. And that can be kind of hard. So here's a text from someone that says, I'm a 38-year-old woman, have been single and live alone since 2014, and it's the best thing I've ever done for myself. <laughs> there you go. Oh, all right. So good there for you. you. Go. So you figured it out. That's awesome. Congratulations. So, yeah, I, I would think that that would be the most difficult time. But I don't have any, you know, research to back that up. That's just experience. I'll give you a grant if you want to conduct it. Please, <laughs> please do. Um, now, so keep that in mind. If you're, if you're single and uh, and and happiness is, is what you're looking for, it can be attained. Or just uh, you do a little bit of research yeah. and see what you can find. And use your hand. Uh, and use your hand, please, regularly. Rosie. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, speaking of happiness and finding something to do, uh, according to this study, selling something that you made with your own hands can bring you much more than money. Researchers from several universities found selling self-made products increases individuals' happiness beyond any economic returns from sales. Oh, I could see that because you yeah. see the accomplishment right in front of you. You did that. You made it. And yeah. now somebody wants it. And somebody wants it. I yeah. um, would love to start woodworking, Cass, and start making things with my hands. Dude, and yeah. talk to John DeBell. I know. That's I know. What, that's what John... Does with his time now. In fact, it's becoming overwhelming to him. Like yeah. so many people want his woodworking. Stuff. So he's, he's he's doing he's building furniture and things of that nature. Mainly, no, like, mainly cutting boards, cutting but, boards, but not just a flat board, right? Like, like custom inlays shapes. and stuff. Yeah, things yeah. with yeah, yeah, things with inlays and and uh, and little uh, little indents and and uh, areas that, that you can that you can u- that are useful for cutting boards. Yeah. I, I want to order one from him. I don't yeah. need one. But he's one, so overwhelmed oh, no with uh, with orders. I'm, I would be. I, I'm. I don't want to intrude. Good yeah. for John. That that is yeah. a cool thing to to get involved with. I, I I told you a while ago that I wanted to do some of that. I started building some coat racks and things like that. And it's, right. It is fun. It, the problem is that. Um, you need the time to do well, it. it. You need the time. You need the full-time job. Yeah, yeah. You also you need the tools and stuff like that. And then I need the place, and I, so I don't have the <laughs> the tools, yeah. the space to put these tools yet. Uh, I do have like a, a part of my basement, but like I want to build bigger things, like uh, tables. You, and, can't, you can't just put like a table no. saw on your mother's kitchen in the basement. No, I can't do that right now. Um, but I have been uh, become obsessed, Preston, with uh, on on. Uh, Instagram Reels, these people are building these epoxy tables. Are you seeing these? There's no. amazing tables that they have like two pieces of wood on the sides and then they pour this epoxy in the middle. My sister-in-law does. Um, she doesn't do the tables case. She uh-huh. does like little tiles and like she'll make... Um, Out of li- epoxy or wood? Uh, epoxy. Okay. And so like she'll, you can like hang it on the wall or huh. she makes magnets. You put it on the refrigerator. Marissa? Casey, there is a brand and I had to find it because they make those epoxy tables but they put a Star Wars setting Well, that's what I was going to say. So I saw one with Star Wars in yes. there. Uh, Blue Angel. Angels, like you can, you can put like little figurines or whatever in the middle of the epoxy, and then you you, you kind of pour it over it. Oh yeah, it's just 
Awesome. I've seen I'm those. Like, That's what I wanted. Yeah, those are really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And you'd like to be able to do that yourself? Yeah. Um, you've got a garage, right? You guys park cars in there? Mm, no, we park uh, a whole bunch of junk and stuff. Clean yeah. that junk out. Uh, Clean that crap and, and out. Make your, uh, make your workshop in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd rather put it in the basement. I have a uh, an unfinished part of the basement. Well, would you, I gotta clean the junk out would you enjoy selling it once you built it? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. You guys know I make jewelry. Yes. And when you design something, like for me, when I design something and like it, when it's finished and I look at it, I'm like, this is so nice, you know? And then for somebody to purchase it or want it or e even just a compliment, it really, it, it, it's like a stress reliever sitting anyway, there and it's, making it's it. It's selling, right? I mean, people do. Cause yeah, I, people, I, sure. So people you, like you designed all that stuff? You make that stuff? Yeah. I'm, yeah. So I started out with another company um, and she helped me get started and she was making it for me. And then um, it got to be, you know, she has her own company. Yeah. She has her own jewelry line. Uh -huh. So it started to get, uh, oh. it, she was too busy. So um, yeah, I took like a couple of classes. I looked on, you you know, I, I watched some YouTube videos. I talked to her. I talked to other people in the industry. And, um, yeah, and they sort of helped me. And so, yeah, so the stuff that I have now, I make. That's you pretty make cool. Them, you make them one at a time? Yeah. By, by your own hand? Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't God. know that. Yeah, like I cut the, the chains and the, like, the bracelet. Yeah, I have oh, to damn. go and damn. Caroline buy makes all jewelry. Stuff. She does yeah. that a lot. So. Really? Yeah. So you have, what, what's the name of your, it's, it's the Catherine Catherine Collection, right. yeah. And Collection. Okay. Uh, all right, so do you have any, uh, ever have any trouble creating something and then selling it because uh, you've put a lot of effort into it and, uh, uh, creative energy into it and then don't want to sell it parting with it oh absolutely like i'll keep one i was keeping one for myself yep. each time and i was like okay this is ridiculous you don't wear all of this right. and so i had to let yeah. stuff go but there's like um last night i i just made one and i was like okay i love this i'm gonna keep one of these my so, girlfriend goes through the, the same thing and you know she's an artist and so she'll put a lot of time and effort and creative energy into something create it and then sell it and it's cool seeing it to uh, go to a good home. Yeah. But, like, actually parting with something you've created uh, can be difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, Catherine Mono Collection uh, should have a Caroline, okay? Oh, and, I, and it could be Car the Caroline that she made. Mm. Because she does, you guys like, want to collab? Yes. Well, you should. Okay. should. Right. Because your stuff is is really, really nice, and, and, and Caroline's could be on the alt side of things because she's got, like, a really cool flavor to her. Right, right. That is not this. But, like, why not have an alt line to what you have? Right. I, I, we didn't do this off the air. I said I wanted to, but I need to, like, find her on social media. I can't find her. Oh, Caroline? Yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, set yeah. you up with that. Uh, by the way, she made some shoes. I showed you those, right? Yes. Yeah, she made so stitching cool. uh, webs on shoes. Do you have any desire to... to um, no. To, no, I do not either. Here's what I was going to say, because, <laughs> like, when they... When you see... I have not... Uh, like, a, like a first Friday event yeah. or something like that, and, and, and the sellers have all their tents and stuff set yes, up. Yes. It looks exciting. It's I'm great. Like, Yay, let's go. Yeah. And then I walk by, oh, it's the same stuff I saw last time. Every time, same thing. You know, melt, you... melted uh, wine bottles yes. or, as your cheese display, yeah. you know. And, oh, and hanging like chairs. And, yeah. It's yeah. All, now, all, listen, I, I very rarely do I find something original. And it's, listen, it's great that they're working hard and, yeah. and doing that stuff, but sometimes you stumble across them. A lot of times it's the same. You got to find places, uh, and that's the, if you go to street fairs often, and, I, and I'll go with uh, Claire and we'll, we'll check them out, and I find them interesting, and you know, sometimes you get some good stuff. Yeah. But there is a lot of similarity in what is being offered in those things. Mm -hmm. I think they, they kind of purchase it and resell it, but to make something and sell it, you know, I'm good for you, Kathy. I didn't realize you were making that yeah. stuff. Press, I saw something, and this had to have been four years ago, um, in Wildwood at one of those little markets. And I'm so mad that I didn't buy it because I've, I haven't Was seen it. Was it a garage light? No, I haven't seen it. No, I bought one of those, Steve. I haven't seen it. No, it's just, it's something silly. It's a, it's something you, you put out at like a picnic or like a barbecue or whatever. But it's a little 
mini picnic table, yeah. right? And you and so it's Phillies or Eagles yeah. or Flyers or whatever. And they have like holes where the ketchup and mustard bottles go into, and another little thingy. And so it it the thing is a picnic table, but it's a caddy. Oh, okay. a sounds adorable! That's cute. It, oh my god, it's great. That's, That's why whenever you go to a little boutique or a street fair and you see something and you're wondering whether you should buy it, buy it. Yeah, because you I always just, have that. It, it's not you'll like, never find it. You never find it again. Yeah. I you know. A lot of those people are miserable. Have they're very, that? very sad. Well, very they, sad. They're bartering all what day What do I long. do for a living? I make tiny, <laughs> stupid tables and hold ketchup. There was That's what I do. I was in Wildwood, and, and they yeah. had the, the, the street fairs there. And I walked to this guy, and he had these neon signs. Yeah. I, we have a broken neon sign. I want to get it. Yeah. I walked up to him. I go, I go, hi, I'm sorry. Yeah, do you guys do repair work as well? He goes, what do you want? And I, go, <laughs> I go, well, we have this Coca-Cola sign. He goes, Chinese, no. And I was like, yo, oh. I was like, yikes, hear me out for a second here, dude. Maybe you can point me in the right direction. He's I'm just sorry, like, He's like, Chinese, no. I've been in neon for 20 years. <laughs> I hear the hum of it in my sleep. But a I'm lot dying of- inside. <laughs> I wanted to get into tiny tables that hold ketchup and mustard. No. Some orange water. Yeah. Uh, I wanted a condiment table. Uh People have found the little uh, uh, caddy for you. I don't want to buy it online. I want to buy it from the person who made it. Okay. You, know you, you want their stink no. on it. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> but anyway. You don't know what I mean? I just, no, I I'd buy it online if I want. Yeah, if you want. Buy it. Yeah. What do you mean, Casey? If, if you go, like any of those Etsy sites, they're all making Okay, that. if it was Etsy, uh, I would buy it off We saw Etsy. Etsy. Uh, oh, because uh, yeah, I saw the Etsy Amazon one. one. Yeah. That's what I, my eyes immediately okay, went to you Amazon. Don't want, yeah. All right. Here's some calls coming in. I'm going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Oh, what's up, dude? <laughs> yeah, I just uh, listened to what you were talking about. Uh, I live in the East Wall section, but uh, Manny Unk on Umbria Street, it's right across the street from the Ivy Ridge train station. Yep. There's a big woodworking shop there. They got private classes. They have group classes. I haven't been there personally, but I had a couple of friends that went there for like a couple of years. I, 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 I know what you're talking about. There are all yeah. sorts of places like that in Maniunk. There's glass blowing and and, uh, yeah. and a wrought iron. Um, glass blowing is so, cool. That is an art form right there. And, yeah. and there's wow. a really great... Uh, Thanks, my Dave. neighbor was doing, uh, uh, you know... Uh, uh, my friend Phil, neighbor, uh, and was doing great stuff. And, and it's it, it was sort of very zen and very relaxing. It's, you know, yeah. it's cool. Let me go to Brett. Similar type of thing. Hi, Brett. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I don't know why you guys are bothering me at work. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Sorry, man. <laughs> we owe you one. <laughs> What's up? Um, uh, Casey, I have a woodworking shop right around the corner from your house. I'm in Newtown Square. You're, I think you're in Broomall somewhere, but... Yeah. Um, uh, I have a woodworking shop. Anytime you want to come up and learn how to use some do it. equipment. Yeah. No, I do it. What street are you on? Uh, I'm on Winding Way in Newtown Square, oh. over by the new McDonald's where they're building all those uh, new condos back there. Just put me on hold. I'll give my cell phone number to somebody. He can just call me. All right, there okay. you go. Hang on one second. Casey, Brett. when you leave, you can drop by McDonald's. What are you saying? New McDonald's? There's no new McDonald's. <laughs> get, back, get him back on the line. Where is there a new McDonald's? Hang on. Okay. I think he's that's, talking about the old McDonald's. That's the big Settle, issue here. Settle down. Yeah. Brad... No, I said the new Wawa in Newtown Square. I didn't say McDonald's. You did say you McDonald's. Said McDonald's. Yeah. Did I say McDonald's? <laughs> you were thinking yeah. Wawa and you said McDonald's. He's <laughs> right, busy right. at work. We bothered him. Sorry, yeah. about sorry, sorry, you, sorry to bother you. He's a man <laughs> trying to open up his wood shop to you. Yeah. Hang on, Brett. Uh, hang on. Somebody wants to help me out. I'm going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, Dave? Dave! Hey, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Yo, what, uh, what, what can we do you for? Well, you guys got the uh, Coca-Cola sign. We'll, we'll fix that for you. We'll wow. Fix the 
Chinese. You Chinese. That? Ah, no, American. <laughs> you don't understand. Chinese, no. um, Dave, uh, what, what's the name of your business? Uh, Martino Signs. We're the guys we uh, took the tower signage down. Oh, yeah. I think we talked to Did we talk to you, Dave, last time when the uh, sign was yeah. coming down? Oh, we've I've been with you guys a few times with Lenny Dykstra and all right, man, cool. Time. Dave, can, can you make a, a neon Lenny Dykstra? <laughs> yeah, Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> neon his teeth, his teeth shooting out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, Dave, will you email me, uh, Preston at wmmr.com? Sure, sure, awesome. absolutely. And, and I'll reach back out to you. Time. Thanks, bud. I appreciate neon it. Neon is cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll see ya. Um, okay, cool. Well, thank you. I didn't uh, expect that to happen. Um, let me go to, hang on, Casey. Here's somebody who does that epoxy thing you were talking about. It's Taz. Oh, okay. Hey, Taz, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> What's up, buddy? I listen to you guys all the time. That's Taz with an H because my name's Thomas. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, so uh, what's up, man? What's up, Fast? I'm over here in Essington. I do driftwood. I go down by the river, and I, I put the epoxy resin on it with color. Yeah. And you can put anything you want. I have gold flakes, silver flakes. Um, I also do organite, which is a healing uh, energy, uh, saying pyramids and... and uh, really? Penance. Oh but but the uh, the thing is with the, with the uh, driftwood is you don't have to carve it or have a laser or money machine. Right. You can find very interesting pieces. Watching, oh yeah, but, but, and then you can you, you can just do so many different. I do I get I get some really interesting pieces and uh, yeah I don't I don't sell my stuff but I get a lot of joy as you were saying okay. of giving my stuff away. I was I was curious about uh, whether whether you you know like set up shop or anything like that. But you give those away as gifts. That's pretty like cool, man. Driftwood earrings. I mostly give all my stuff away. I give I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. People, you know, if somebody likes something that I did, I immediately yeah. give it to you them. Like my earrings. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. Thanks for calling in, bud. Well, uh, you know, I was saying it's an easier way than you know working with a milling machine or work. You know, no, you're right. Driftwood can be really really amazing. And I, I always I think that stuff's cool. When when thanks for your call, by the way, appreciate it. But when when we're out on the beach and I see. Yeah. Driftwood. I'll go over and take a look at it because it does come mm -hmm. up in interesting shapes. Keep some epoxy in your pocket and make an earring out of one. Just like <laughs> <laughs> somebody texted and said the epoxy is really expensive. It's like sixty bucks a gallon. Holy! Hell. I think you need to be yeah. careful with it too. Like, um, no, you're not supposed to drink it. Oh, drink no, it. my sister-in-law has to wear like masks and stuff like that when she works with it. I believe. Yeah, I would absolutely. Can you I rub believe. that on your bottle, <laughs> Kathy? Somebody suggests you should make and and I and really should. A Kathy Romano nipple ring that uh, that says, yes that person commented on my post K yesterday. Listen, this is me saying it, so no one can accuse us of plug all. But uh, I was very impressed with what you have on your. Uh, I agree. On, on your line, I would, I would check it out. Yeah, oh, Kathy, that big, uh, that big... She can't promote it, but dark, we will. That big dark pendant, that uh, yeah. rectangular thing. I thought that was cool looking. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. the uh, subtle perfection necklace, Preston. Oh, <laughs> oh, do you have to come up with these names? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Subtle uh, perfection. Well, and you know what? I was, like, coming up with all of these names, and I'm like, this is so much. So now there's some that are, like, beaded bracelets. Now to the Kathy Romano collection. <laughs> Subtle perfection. Please make uh, maroon glace. Well, so, yes, I know. that I, I do need to find something that is that color. Lick and use it for butt. sure. <laughs> Lick butt. Lick butt. Lick ass. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got to yeah. take oh! yeah. Thank you guys for your calls. Appreciate that. You know what? We'll have to. There are people that are, that are calling in that do stuff with Etsy, and I'm curious about that stuff, and maybe we can get to that another time. Yes. Uh, because that is a whole... I, I do like Etsy. There's some cool yeah. stuff on there. All right, well, listen, we got to take a break, but thank you for your calls. We'll come back in a moment with the B-File when we return. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.
The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.